cheese boards, yeah, so grapes, no, I was saying, yeah. olives. Do you know what? Shit. It's funny how there's like certain things. There's like certain things that is so minor that can really just put you off someone. Like, mm-hmm. as I said to you before, yeah, I was chatting to this girl or whatever, and then she's told me that she's going out with her brethren to have a cheese board. <laughs> and I'm like, in my, there's a cynical part in my head that's just like, that's just not going to work. This is just not going to work. I'm just not in this cheese boards oh thing. I don't know, bro. I, just... I, I don't know what come over me when I was in Sainsbury's and I saw it and I thought, actually, that's when I knew I changed. <laughs> that was when I knew I changed. That's when, when you know I you're getting myself, older. Actually, you know I you're getting older. crackers and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know you're getting what? older. You know you're getting older when you start, when you start entertaining them things. Yeah. Olives, so it's not, olives. Yeah, that olives See, I still don't even like olives. But I, do you try it? Do you try it? Like yeah, olives? yeah. So I tried olives. Yeah. But I tried. I've tried olives a, a few times, but that's not for me. But there's been there's nothing, bro. Cauliflower. I like cauliflower now. Yeah, we're I like old. cauliflower. We're old, yeah, yeah. That's a, it's those are the type of things that you when you start enjoy when you start enjoying shit like that. You're you know adult. what, babes? Yeah. When you cook me up some food, could you add the cauliflower in that and the cheese boards for the beginning, like the. What do you have a cheese board? Is it a start or is Bro, that a honestly, dessert? I That's don't a dessert. Know. No, a dessert. is it? It's yeah, but, but it's yeah. also like a, it's like, a, like just a nothing meal as well, as in yeah. like not before or it's not part of anything like you else. Can have Sometimes a you just have a and cheese and then board. have a cheese board. You can have a dessert and then a cheese board. Yeah. Do you or know you how can just have cheese board with wine. Huh? Or you can just have a cheese board yeah. with wine. People go for that and wine. Cheese board with wine. That's what I think about somebody that just enjoys cheese boards. I just think that like, uh, no, I just the imagine is, uh, the, like what, Friday night in watching Coronation Street. Mm-hmm. Do you nah, remember, get what I'm nah, saying? No, no, no. I think it's classier than that. Oh, I think cheese board is a thing. Oh, yeah, boards. you're right. So, for example. Ascot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheese board and ascot. I like, feel like you got to wear a hat, even if you're at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, put yeah. the hat on and eat your cheese board. Oh, my gosh. The thing is, with the cheese board, it's like there's so many different types of cheese. Now, we, we only obviously know mild, mature, and medium cheddar. That's I only it. know, I know, know, I only know cheddar, macheddar, and what's the rascal one? Mozzarella. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. mozzarella is good. Uh, and we, know, mozzarella. we know halloumi these days. We know halloumi. I thought halloumi. halloumi. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. halloumi. I said halloumi. I don't cheese. Yeah. I said halloumi. I said, I said halloumi. Oh. Now do you know what it is? Yeah. I've no because I was just thinking in my head. For at one point, I actually thought mozzarella was butter. Flipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened to margarine? Was that was that ever butter or was it not? No, nah, it's, it's not actually butter. It's not butter, but it might as well be. Oh, margarine's butter. Well, it's not. But it's like, oh, that's the advert. I can't believe it's not butter. Is that that advert? Yeah. Okay. But, but, yeah, so that's margarine then. Yeah. That's okay. Margarine, yeah. So it's the like only a, cheese it's just a replacement for butter. The only cheese I know is is cheddar, like the Tesco's. See, in Tesco's, when I go to get cheese, I just go for the thing that doesn't even say, it doesn't even, it don't even say, it just says cheese. <laughs> it says cheese and it's like £1.65 or yeah. £1.78. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like it's always yeah, yeah, around, yeah. it's never like £1 or one. Sometimes it's, it's just always like, like one ninety eight. In Sainsbury's now, they do, uh-huh. like sometimes they round it up now. In Sainsbury's, I see them do that. Is it? Now, it's £1 or £2. Oh, £1, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tesco's is always like off the like, bare different numbers. I thought it was done by weight. I just know about that cheese and mozzarella cheese from thing. And then halloumi, I don't even... Like, is that cheese? Yeah, it is. It's like proper cheese. It is cheese. So how does halloumi actually come? Like, as a as It comes a in packet? like a, a, it comes wet-ish, in a big a wet-ish wet kind of block. And then you, and then you cut it, it however you... Slice you, it, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, okay. Yeah. And so, and you just... And then you can grill, you grill it. it. Some whatever. people have it raw. Okay. That's Pro- it's a proper... Greek. That's Greek. That's proper Greek. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So those um, are the... 
those are the only types of cheese that I know. But I think as I'm getting older, I'm starting to know more about cheese. There was one cheese I liked because it had like fruit in it or something. Like it was like it had like red bits of cranberry, I think, in it. Okay. And then there's blue cheese, and then they just get start to get stinky and and then. But the rules of cheese. So can you could date a girl about. that? Could you date a girl that just eats cheese? Like that's her. That's cheese her boards. vibe. Yeah, cheese boards. Like just that's her thing. Well, Babe, come and go out tonight and let's go. Is that a I, thing? I Is that a thing? I, I couldn't is that go a out thing? and enjoy a cheese board with her, but it wouldn't bother me if she likes it. See, okay. What do you mean you could? Yeah, I could, yeah you of course. I I'm on that. I'm don't not a cheese board. Well, babe, from... can we go out tonight and have a cheese board? Nah, 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 nah. nah. So yeah, refreshing. To me. It's refreshing. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not no. going out tonight and having a cheese board. No, I'm not. But I'm you not can have a cheese board. Not just a cheese board. Obviously, you don't. But sometimes a wine and a cheese board. I don't. I don't drink. I knew I was getting. Issue. Do you know what? I this. I knew I was getting older. Where I went on a date one time and I went on a um, wine tasting thing. Oh yeah. A wine yeah. tasting thing. And to be honest with you, I'm not even a wine drinkers like that. Yeah. But you know, I had the, I was holding the glass properly, you know, the <laughs> pinky finger up. I was like twirling it around. I was smelling it. To be it? honest yeah. with you, it all smelled the same to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you gotta say that something has a subtle. Hint yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hint of I was trying yeah, to yeah. use my vocabulary, my vocabulary a little bit. I could just about say that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. And I found a wine that I liked, but apparently the man's telling me that the wine I like is immature. It's a dead wine. Yeah, it's a dead wine. I like the sweet. I like the sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the sweet. Like I like like baby sham I know that's like a champagne yeah but it's sweet yeah do they still do baby you know sham what you, got you don't know what baby sham is in it no baby sham but I swear to god I don't think they do that anymore you know what baby sham is no but it sounds like it's got elderflower in it or something nah alright so baby sham was like I love elderflower in a way. baby sham was almost like the champagne right that had was like almost zero percent. It was like bubbly, just like a bubbly like thing. Lambrini. But you know, like it was the one that you, yeah, kinda. Yeah. But it was like the one that you see, like when all the adults are drinking like champagne or wine or whatever. That's the one you give to you. Okay. And then you think it's like, like a you're super, grown. It's like a super you think you're mad like grown. I think it is, but it's like it might be like zero point five percent. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But um, I can't even remember what my point was, but but um, yeah, we went on this way, this wine tasting thing anyway. And I kind of enjoyed it, but yeah, oh, that's it. The, they told me that the wine that I liked was immature because I like the sweet kind of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Wait, we, you like uh, we have a sweet tooth. Wine. I don't like alcohol. Full stop. Any don't alcohol. You? I don't like alcohol. Who likes Hennessy? I just I like know, what I li- Hennessy I know, I does like, to me. I like Cavossier still. Oh, I don't even like what Hennessy does to me. But as in, I, I like the effect that alcohol has on me rather than the alcohol. The only alcohol I do like is the alcohol that tastes like fruits or okay. like sweets or yeah. like. You know what I'm saying? I like the Serrano or I like. I don't know, like any of these Sorocs that are. That's a Rano, that's a proper gal drink. Bro. I know. I have to go to the bar and whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, hey, boss man, I need this Rano. Yeah. I want vodka, innit? Big vodka, please. That's it. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's a proper gal drink still. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't like champagne. I just don't think. Like, no. how can you enjoy champagne? The thing I is, like it's what champ- I buy. I like champagne if I'm in a rave, on an occasion. I don't know why. I buy champagne and raves. And drink, it, and, drink it with no, and drink it with no glass. No, I have a glass drink on the, it bottle. Out of the bottle. Also, yeah, no. <laughs> man, love me, that's love so hoggy. No, no, but do you know what it is? For example, I know if I'm in a rave, the bottle of Ciroc is two bills or whatever, even though we know that it's 3 Yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. The bottle of champagne is 180, even though we know it's 3 as well. Yeah, that's it. Strong. I just feel like if I'm in the rave, I just want the champagne. Yeah, no, but the champagne's a status thing. It's the not, sham- it's cheaper. What do you mean? It's cheaper than, than what the Ciroc is or what the Hennessy is usually in a rave. 
No, the Ciroc and the champagnes. Oh no, the Ciroc. It's, it's usually cost more than the champagne in a rave. What the Ciroc? Yeah. Nah, bruv. Yeah, definitely. It depends on what champagne you're going for. No, you're if you're going gonna... for the Dom P, no, if you're okay, going for the yeah, Dom P, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, looking yeah. at... Not Dom P, not Dom P, but I'm saying like the Moet. Oh, the Moet. Yeah, the Moet. Yeah, that's cheaper than the... the yeah, usually that's cheaper than the... Um, Bottom line, we're all getting knocked. In, we're, we're getting knocked. Proper. I went cargo the other they're day. They're making all, you know, almost I... a, more than 100% profit. Way more. What do yeah. you mean, almost 100 It's like 500% profit. Yeah, you're right, still, actually. They're, they're literally... It's more than that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're getting they're all making, this stuff at wholesale yeah, prices. It's well. exactly. cheaper than what you're getting in. It's ridiculous. Shops. But honestly, it's just, we know that we're in there now. Of course. And that's it. Well, you you don't have a choice to go anywhere else and get Well, no, nah, because you, we, you sometimes, as men, some men feel that if you get the table and you've got a bottle of champagne, you're more likely to get some, you're more likely to get the entertainment yeah. of pooch. That's also, the, that is you know it really. Sometimes you but it's kind of it. While you're in the club, but... When you used to say anything else is going to happen. Well, there you go. It's not. Well, it's where talent comes in. Well, yeah, exactly. And it depends on how much drinks. I don't, I don't have games. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how much drinks we had. But <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Really, say that. the real killers, the real killers go after water at the bar, pretend it's vodka. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone. Oh, let me it. tell you this then. Talking of that, I think I might even have said this time ago, but I'll say it again. You might remember. Stop me if I if I if I okay. if you remember. So time ago, yeah, I must have had a booking in district before all of the situation, yeah. So anyway, got this booking now. Whatever. Me and another guy, Max Denham, who's going back to back. Uh, I remember that. What not? I while he's gone on, I've come off now, yeah. Mm-hmm. But while I've come off, I'm standing by the like. There's like almost like a big. Uh, table right next to me yeah. but I was the only person by the table right massive bottle of like a magnum bottle of um, Ace of Spades right next to me yeah. yeah so now it looks like the bottle's mine but it actually isn't mine yeah. I'm just standing near it so I'm drinking water because that's my thing like yeah. I, when I'm like when yeah, I go you're working out, as well I'm yeah. just wet exactly yeah. so I'm, I'm just drinking water or whatever so anyway now I'm drinking water now this girl's come over like some big batty gal now she's just like you know, like she's dancing right near mm-hmm. me and whatever. So I'm thinking, why is this girl dancing near me like this? But then I've clocked, ah, the Ace of Spades Ace. right next to me, the Magnum bottle, yeah. yeah? So she's like, you know, like dancing around me, like touching my face and doing all of that stuff, yeah? But I'm literally not doing it because I know, I know how this is going to pan out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, as she's doing that, what she's done is, she's like, my glass is by the table. But what she's doing is, she's like, itching her hand as she's dancing she's like itching her hand near my my glass yeah near my glass so i'm thinking okay she wants a sip of the juice uh-huh. right now, she's not gonna ask me oh can i have a sip of your yeah. juice because that just looks wild yeah. but what she's doing is she's trying to dance around me to use her looks so that we could just so she could flirt with me so that she could have some of my drink so that i would then end up pouring a bot like a glass for her so anyway, now she's dancing around me, dancing around me, dancing around me, and while she's dancing around me, she's like, uh, her her grip around my glass is getting stronger and stronger. Now, because I know how this thing's gonna pan out, I'm not, I'm leaving her to it because I know what's in my glass. Do you get me? Yeah. In the end, now she's brazen enough to actually take my glass from me. She's got the straw. And she sipped for my drink, but as she su- sipped for my drink, yeah, her her brain like it's, her brain's just gone frazzled because yeah. in her mind, <laughs> in like, her mind, this whole time, yeah, there's ace of spades in this joint. Yeah. So when you think in your mind that this is what that is, yeah. and then you taste something completely different, yeah. you could almost be sick. Uh-huh. 
So she's damn near almost spat the water out now. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Serious. I said, water. The girl just bounced. <laughs> she just but bounced. I hate that. I, Not, it's bro, never happened to me, but I hate that. The girl so just much. bounced, bruv. Like Not the objective that. was, no, her objective that night was, was just- a baller. Of course. Yeah, we'll get had. a drink. Because you know what it is, yeah? Let's be clear. The same way certain men go out and they're on this thing of raw, boom. When we go out tonight, we've got to get the table, whatever, uh-huh. bottle of champagne, whatever, get some gal around or whatnot. It's the same way that there's enough girls out there, grown women as well, you uh-huh. know, that leave their yard with their brethren on a thing of... I'm not spending we, anything. Yeah, like, it's, let, let's no go out. Yeah, it's free drinks tonight. It's yeah. free drinks tonight. Yeah. Or so-and-so's going to be there. It's free drinks tonight. Yeah. I've literally heard girls say, yeah, like, ah, oh, such and such... Um, you know, Kilimanjaro's at such and such tonight. You know what I mean? So it's free yeah, drinks. Three nights. We got yeah, it's free drinks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, come out tonight, so babe. Much. It's free drinks. What do you mean it's free drinks? Come out with literally no dough in the pocket mm-hmm. for that. So it's like, to a degree, to a degree, if you get the balance right, it's a fair exchange. Yeah, you're you're both using each other. Of course. Yeah. Because I want I want the girls around me so that I can look a certain type of way. And obviously, hopefully if I could get me some pooch, I'm gonna get me some pooch. Yeah. But also you're looking, your mouth's dry. Yeah. yeah. Your mouth's dry. The side of your mouth is is white. I can't work out if they both lose or they both win. I don't know both. I think the woman, I think the woman always wins. The woman, I, th- always, I, I tell you why the woman. Winning. I think we're winning more often than we think. Nah, no nah. way. Women are smart, bruv. This is why, because even though I say that, even though I give you that scenario, there's a lot of the time the woman is thinking to herself, can go out, free drinks, whatever, but I ain't giving up no pooch. Do you get what well, I'm saying? That person has no talent. No, nah, but sometimes yeah. it, you might, okay, you might get the number and you might later on down the line get some pooch. Yeah. But in the beginning, in, her whole thing is that night, I'm not giving up no pooch. I'm having, yeah, well, a, I'm just having a good heavily depend night. on what kind of player you are. Some players are like Ronaldo today and just wants to score early. Yeah. Some players will wait until the 11th hour and get the goal then. Whether that means it's at the end of the night. You see that when you walk in a rave and maybe you draw a girl or, or you kind of keep your eye on that girl. You're like, that's the one I want. I'm not going to touch her till 4 a.m. That's yeah. when I'm going to chat to her. Okay, yeah, yeah, I hear that. Or there's certain men that are rushing and be like, hey, I just got here and I'm on you. I mean, it's straight away. Exactly. Yeah. So depends on the player. So for example, if somebody is like, I'm going to buy these, I'm going to grab this table and I'm going to like basically accommodate these girls so that in two weeks time I get to hit that girl oh well then ultimately he wins he wins it depends what the game plan well is. not necessarily I'll tell you why because this is why this is why I always usually think that women a lot of the time win because women have the key to the door they have the key to the door no they have the door and the key to the door a man can't just sleep with a woman. He can't. A man can't just say to a woman, "I'm fucking you tonight," or "I'm having sex with you tonight." Yeah, but more than But a woman, exactly. Yeah. A woman can Do say. You know what? A woman can make that decision and say, "I'm sleeping with you tonight," and 99 and times out of 100, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. happen. It if a man forces entry, if a man forces entry, we all know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. rape. Yeah. Do you get me? So, so with that being said, if the woman, if in the end, in two weeks time, right? The woman has slept with the guy. Yeah. She's made that decision. You know what, tonight, this is what's gonna happen. But then what? This is why I don't know who wins. They lose afterwards. Yeah, though. so 
how long is this match? How many <laughs> legs are we playing? Like, what what kind of fixture is this? The loss is usually when, after the Mac. Now, she then wants to stay. She wants to, or, or, no, or no, not no. necessarily stay, no, yeah, I'm but saying, the I'm consistent stay, Mac. Yeah, they might want yeah, the consistent stay, Mac. Yeah. So it's like, like for for some women, now I'm speaking on behalf of, I'm just speaking on behalf of some people I know and things and people that I've spoken to or whatever. It's not, it might not be about this whole thing of like, ah, oh, you know what? I want you to be my man. Yeah. I just don't want you to disrespect me. Yeah. And I just want the regular thing. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'll get the regular thing because I'm not sleeping around or whatever. We all know, like, there's all been situations where, you know what, like, you've met a girl, whatever. She doesn't really want uh, the boyfriend, but she wants the regular thing. So she still, she only loses. I've never come across that. What? Where she just wants the regular thing? Seriously. Yeah, a girl that's that's actually not wanted, like, something a little bit more serious eventually. And when I say eventually, I mean three, four weeks. Oh, no, no, no. I've definitely met girls. Yeah, so have I. I've, I've never, I've never... I've never come across a girl that has genuinely I said- I don't have one that I can't Yeah, yeah go, 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 go for it. Go for it. I can't do it. <laughs> like, do it. I can't do it. But yeah, I've never, I've never, I've never right. met a girl that's all right. just like, all right, cool, this is what it is, Speak and it's staying like that. All right, so I know a brethren. Yeah. I've got a brethren. I've got a brethren who, like, had met a girl. Yeah. And, like, he said that she just wanted the regular thing and it was like that for like a year. So uh, that's good. Without, from as far as I know, from what he's told me, yeah. that <laughs> that she then like caught feelings. Yeah, exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? So, so yeah, there are definitely like there's definitely women out there that have that the just ability. get the regular. 100%. I'll just ring my brethren right now. Jeez, I figured out who it is. Huh? I figured out who it is. No, uh, have you? Yeah. How? Um, just put two and two together. Good day. So, so no, I'm recording. I'm recording a podcast. Hold on one sec. Someone's actually ringing me. One second. Oh, this is all mad. Twin. Oh, you're going mad, bro. Twin, bro. Let me call you back. One second, one sec. Oh, well, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, cool. Oh, cool, 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 cool. So it's half an hour away. Basically. Um, hi, we're recording a podcast. Hello. Hi. Uh, you're, you ain't got young ears around you or anything like that. No, I'm sat at work. It's fine. No one's here. Ah, right, cool. So it's just me and Savage Dan today, and and Callum, racist Callum. Hello. So, basically, we hey. were just having this conversation because I was saying, yeah, that I feel that there are. I don't know in terms of like, I don't know in terms of averages, but there are women out there that will go to a guy for the regular thing over a long period of time, right? Whereas Dan kind of feels that there isn't usually a girl who will go to a guy for the regular thing but in the end end up catching some type of feelings in the long in the long run whether it be in four weeks time or six months time what is your opinion on this no they eventually their role is just some form of feelings there is always some form of feeling yeah 
Yeah. Well, it might not be in the beginning. It might be fine in the beginning. But when it's prolonged for that long, they do, like, it might not be love, but there is definitely feelings. Who like, usually, okay, who usually catches the feelings first? Like, on averages from what you know? The man the or the women. woman? I've never known for a man. It was, it's the women. Okay, no, but you know what? You I say that, know. you say yeah. that, but then I think, like, from experiences that I know from certain people... I think people, it's both, to be fair. If it's prolonged over, like, six-month period, then he's got to like her a little bit. I think he just doesn't want anyone else to mac. I think that's what it is as well. But I think that's enough. I think that's where the feelings stop. That's feelings, isn't it? Yeah, if you don't want so much, yeah, yeah, if you don't want anyone else to mac, then that means yeah. that... That means that ultimately there's feelings there then. Yeah, like I've been in that situation. Where you haven't wanted anyone else to Mac? No, where he didn't want me to, but he wasn't ready to settle down, but he was into me, but he didn't want to admit he was into me. And then, yeah, eight and a half years later in two kids. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shit. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. You managed to keep it for... So, <laughs> what a game plan. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. Okay, I hear that still. Yeah. I hear that still. Uh, yeah, I ain't even really got much to say on that's, that. Honestly, but, that's the best. But that's that, the, I've never heard that. It's to, <laughs> see, when it starts to get to this whole thing of, oh, you don't want any, when, don't anyone else to mac and all of that, and you continue <laughs> doing what you're doing, and you're speaking to each other every day, regardless of what that person says, as far as I'm concerned, that's a relationship to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, nowadays they call it a situationship, don't they? But it is a relationship. It's yeah. just that one just wants to have their cake and eat it still, and it's usually the men. Yeah. Is it changing? Uh, yeah, I think it is from the conversations I've had with a few girls. I, I've definitely seen it change. Elaborate, elaborate, elaborate. I think the older generation of women, like, I've got some friends that have obviously been in long term relationships or just at that stage in their life where they're single but they don't want a relationship they just want someone there yeah companionship companionship yeah yeah but they just don't want the commitment they still want to do what they're doing but then they've got guys that are trying to lock them down yeah i'm not gonna lie i miss the companionship tigna i love me a cuddle man i'm mr yeah i love me oh i'm a snugglers i mean you have said this anyway you already know me yeah i heard you about getting girls in headlocks and that when you're (laughs) 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 yeah but no yeah i hear that i think you know what i think that maybe as time because it's weird isn't it it's like it's funny that back in the day it seems like relationships like even if you had a relationship like that back in the day it ended up being a proper relationship anyway and you ended yeah. up just staying together or whatnot. Now, to me, it does seem like more people are just looking for companionship more than they are yeah. looking for the, prob- no the proper the relationship. Commitment anymore. It's mad, isn't it? I think so many people are realising that so many people are getting cheated on that they yeah. would rather not risk it and just kind of keep it... Like, I like They'd you, rather like know me, what's going on this. and just you know, not be naive to the situation. Oh, it's mad. It's though. upsetting, isn't it? I know it's upsetting you. The whole thing is but upsetting But then you. again, I do think it's a certain, uh, it's a culture kind of thing, because... It's got to be a certain demographic. Seriously. Yeah, not everyone is like that. No, no it's not all, it's not all generic. <laughs> I mean, like... Oh, it's no, no, I wasn't putting racing on this one. I no, wasn't putting no. race or anything into it, but yeah, it's not everyone. 
Yeah, it's weird. It is weird still. And I think, yeah, it's mad because obviously you have a lot of women who have been cheated on by men and then you have men also who have slept with girls who have a man. So then what that does is that puts a thing in your mind where you're like, I know I've been macking this girl for however long when she's got a boyfriend and it makes it difficult to trust someone which then means that when you go into a relationship ship, you're either going in way too insecure or you're going in dipping your toe in the water and not really jumping all the way in because you don't you're in fear of that this is going to happen to yeah. you because <clears throat> you've been with those type of women and then you just can't help but feel obviously the women women are just as capable women are sly do you, do you know the difference I honestly talk- i think i think women and men and women cheat the same amount it's, the difference is between men and women, a, a girl might not tell even her closest friends what she's done. Yeah. We, no, that, as that, soon that's... as we do a madness, it's in a group chat. Yeah, straight we're away. Telling, we're or telling, we're <laughs> telling <laughs> even people that's not even our close friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're I'm telling acquaintances, yeah, man, man, that <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or, or someone says, oh, what, did you mat that? And you, exactly. just, and you just smile. You, know, like, you don't even say like, yeah. oh, bro, like, allow me. You say, allow me. You know what that means. It don't mean, it don't mean yeah, but it don't mean no. Of course we're going to get caught. It's not even a secret. We're doing it to tell the mandem. Yeah, no, it's true, because I'll have conversations with my friend, they've gone on a date and that, and I'm like, did anything happen? Nah, nah, nah. A month or two later, I'll find out something did happen, but they didn't want to say at the time. Course, girls are yeah. incredible. Yeah, because they, I think girls feel like their their bridges are more likely to judge them on Yeah, I was things. about to say, they feel kind of judged for some stupid reason, because if your friend's... Because like, she's doing it, you're all doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's mad you're all doing it but you feel like you're gonna judge the thing is up. we get fed two yeah. narr- narratives as men like w- for women i feel like it's like society tells them grow up get married have kids blah 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 but do it all in the most respectful way with one person if you can blah 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 hmm. society tells us yes go and have go and get married and da 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 but the other half of society tells you smash everything that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, that's, like, he's mad because he's, he's right. It's mad. I'm right. I'm right. I got insecurity anyway. I think my insecurity that society has put into me, and also through me in my experiences and that, is I have this thing. Is it a complex? I don't know if it's a complex. I don't let. I don't let it over. I don't let it make me get out of character, but I definitely have this thing in my soul where I'm like, I'm never gonna let, I'm never gonna be that guy. Like, I'm never gonna give someone the opportunity to make me look like a dickhead. Do you get what I'm saying? So like, what I might mean by that is, is that, you know, sometimes when you do the two plus two thing and sometimes you might all get 22, yeah. right, which is wrong. But there are other times where there's certain things that just don't add up where you think, I know what it's like when a girl likes someone. Like, I know what it's like when a girl likes me, yeah? So when she starts doing something that is a little bit left of centre, then I think, well, do you know what? Maybe she's checking my man away. I'm not going to, do you know, I'm not going to make an argument about it and I'm not going to, it's not going to be a thing, but I'm stepping all the way off. I'm stepping all the way off because there's no way that I'm going to be the one. Like, I'm never, ever, ever going to give a girl the opportunity to look at the, like me ring the phone and she looks at the phone and she puts the phone down on the table again saying, ah, oh, he's ringing me again. Yeah. 
I'm just never gonna be. I'm never gonna be that guy. It's mad. It's a self defense mechanism, yeah. But who would you rather be? I know it's a weird one, yeah. But who would you rather be? The guy who kind of believes that all this love stuff is a little bit, it's a bit fake, and that everyone kind of cheats on each other. I just don't want to be made a fool of. So you're not really invested in your relationship. Or the person that is head over heels in love with their partner and is so invested and is so excited to see that person. And when they ring their I phone- I want to be the person exactly, who's head over heels. Exactly. Yeah, yeah but that. you put yourself in a mad vulnerable position. When of course you do, but at least you live it like- It's yeah. mad, like I can't, I would never be able to put myself in a position where I'm that, like, that completely like lost blind person because I've just, my third eye has been opened for so long that I just know what people are capable of. Humans in general. So- but it would be amazing to be that person who is so like, like, I don't know, like so naive mm. to the fact that they can be like taken for a dickhead. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it would be, how amazing would that relationship I'm be? I'm the same. I'm the same on that one. I can't let anyone take advantage now. I can't be naive or blind to the situation, which is sad because I'd love pro- to, how be do you progress to be that, that person. How do you progress? How do you grow? Like if if we if we all feel that way, how do we how do you find true happiness if you know, I I believe sorry, I believe that, that one person will just kind of you'll know in it. You'll just know and your guard will go down. I believe that that will happen, but it's it's hard. I'm gonna I give everyone a hard time. I f I don't like people getting too close and stuff. It's really hard. Do you it's, know what's I crazy? I know that yeah? not everyone's the same, but as soon as I see certain traits, I'm like, no, bye. Hmm. Time, time is a weird one as well. So, for example, you see, at the beginning of a relationship, it will be the the perfect guy at the perfect time will just create the perfect situation, and you'll be head over heels. But then, I as time goes weird. on, if you don't kind of keep the momentum and like keep kind of putting effort in the same way you was two years ago, mm. then all of a sudden it begins to die down a bit. And then before you know it, there's the next Donny who's putting in mad effort and mm. all of a sudden he's doing Shakespeare mm. lines. And you see what I'm saying? So it's it's weird because at some point everyone was infatuated with someone. Yeah. But you can't be, it's so hard to be infatuated with your husband after you've been with him for 30 years. You see what I'm saying? A little holiday or whatever might like revamp it a touch or whatever, but it's not going to be like it was. It's the weird that- period always dies down. Yeah, and we need then to find you to know, then you know, it's if they're getting bored after that honeymoon period or things start dying, then you it's there. Uh, it's always the honeymoon period that's perfect. But that what Dad just said is true, though. You need kind of yeah. need to find a way, make, make, find a way to make it stay. Do you know what is mad? Yeah, I said this a couple of times in a short space of time. I don't even know what the context was. Yeah, but I was saying that like where I've been kind of lucky. Yeah, is that see my my mum and my dad they never worked out. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm. I hope my dad don't mind me saying this, but my dad was a bit of a bachelor man, and still kind of is. Like he, my dad's a man who loves his own space. You know, he's ne- like he's never like been in a like he, the longest relationship I think he's been in is maybe probably with my mum or whatnot. Yeah, but other than that, he's happy the way that he is. Yeah, and and his situation, and I get a lot of that from him. But also, where I've been lucky is that my mum has also like met someone married they've been together for like 25 years or 24 years or something like that yeah so i've been able to see both sides of like the bacheloress stuff mm-hmm. but also how a successful marriage in that works yeah and you know what is mad to me still yeah see my mum and her husband when they live together obviously yeah but boy better know when they go to work they still speak to each other every day yeah 
And I find that amazing because I'm not, I don't believe I'm like that. But I think that maybe if you get to that higher consciousness of love, Mm. those things just are not a chore. And they have probably been able to find a way to keep that honeymoon thing together because they still, every once in a while, go on walks, Uh cup quick holidays or, you know, you know, have that balance of like doing what he wants and then doing what she wants or whatever. But is that a thing that is lost though? Because ultimately, the key thing that I did say is they met each other 20 fucking five years ago. The chances are neither of them have Instagram. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That changes the game a lot. Do you know I'm gonna let you go now. I'm gonna you okay. can hear the rest. I'll shout you later. <laughs> all, right. all right, bye. Bye. Right, bye. Yeah. So imagine this. Yeah. So for example, at least when when they met, or even now, for example, because they won't be from our generation, they understand they've got each other and they're not so plugged in. Right now, if I wanted to message Rihanna, I can. Yeah. She might not see it, reply to it, whatever it is. But she might. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not you know what I mean I don't want to because you know what I mean I still even though I've never met her in my life I've never seen her I have seen her in the flesh but as in like I don't know Rihanna but I can still message Rihanna and then if she gives me a response that is like "Mm," then all of a sudden I'm in there's just so much opportunity so your your phone is like is so good because it gives you so much opp- opportunity. Yeah. But then after that, after it giving you the opportunity, it gives you too much opportunity. Of course. Well, that's what I was going to say. Do you think maybe as men, and obviously women have their part to play in that as well, but as men, we've overindulged in the opportunity, which has ultimately fucked up a level of society and trust, which has then gone into this whole thing of not being able to trust this person and that person or whatever. Yeah, we've like, Do you know what I mean? We've, we've like, battered I everything. Like, to, to be a bit more clear, it's like you have a bit of opportunity and then, or you give someone the inch and then you, they, they start take taking a mile. That's and it. then what that happens is, is when you are playing around with someone's feelings and emotions, then it starts to affect the way that they exactly. see certain things. Yeah. And then if that's happening with thousands of people, then it it's, just it's grows a, and grows and grows mentality. and grows. It's a mass mentality it's, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. You see what I'm saying? It's so mad. it's like, you see like having... I believe like, I'm going to find true love though. I think you will. Yeah, I think that one day... I'm going to find it. I'm going to find a companionship. Um, I'm going to be married. I'm going to settle down. There's not going to be... And I'm going to be comfortable in a sense of knowing that my girl is not fucking around. And she could be comfortable knowing that I ain't either. Which is one of the reasons why, see, like now at the stage of I am in my life, I'm so open about things in the past because I know... Today, I'm a bit of a different man. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. Whereas if I wasn't a different man, then I wouldn't be chatting. I wouldn't Trust say me, nothing year, about Every my year past. I'm growing as a person. Yeah. Put it this way, five years ago or even or anywhere between five and 10 years ago, Nah, yeah, forget yeah, 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 just yeah. forget it. Just yeah, 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 forget yeah, yeah, yeah. it. On a, any yeah, level, there was an element it. where it was just yeah, yeah it was like yeah, it's perfect. Like, forget it. Yeah, but do you know what? These it. things, if you're not careful, they become genuine habits, and yeah. then genuine habits become lifestyle. And before you know it, yeah, you yeah. yeah. As men, we're a little bit silly because we thought it was funny to go and court fifty girls, yeah, and then think that we could turn around and find a girl that hasn't had to well, court fifty men. We exhausted our resources. Yeah, exactly. That's what we did. And we've, like... like We thought it was funny. Yeah, it's true. look at us. It's true. And then there's, like, this mad element of... <laughs> hip- yeah, exactly. Like, despair, like, hypocritical elements of life as well, where you think that, you know what, you're going to... We could go out and just, like, do an absolute madness 
and then like and then just sit on and dance. it's just yeah and with a girl just, that hasn't done a madness yeah exactly forget it yeah. forget it the logic wasn't there yeah exactly we weren't taught this yeah and I, do you know what I always go by that whole thing of as well I, I don't so much think about it with me but I always just certain men that go on like that you know what boom they carry on with the madness and they did this with this one and that one or what just know that at some point see the girl that you're with right now someone rasped the hell out of her and she loved it. And, and you know what? Is, yeah. She absolutely Do you know adored what's worse it. Than that? There's certain danger names that you know if you hear them names, <laughs> it's just a cat D. It's just finished. If there's certain names, there's like 10 names that I've got. Not me. As just a name person. one. No, no, I can't name any. But as in, put it this way oh. if one of these lot What do you mean you, by cat D? As in, I cannot go near you. Oh, because it's a. It's an absolute madness. Oh, oh, okay, I reckon okay. I might be that one of those names. Other people. Oh yeah, 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 I hear that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, saying. but as in, there's okay, other people that, like, there's some people. It's just that you just didn't, not them. Yeah, yeah, He's I hear not you. them. You I linked you. him. So no, yeah, yeah, I, I just always just be careful in it because you know you're saying all of this about this one and that one or whatever, but just know that see your missus though. She had a don at some point that she really had lovely, enjoyable sex within it. So you got to keep that same energy. We got to just same... grow up. Everyone, all oh, right. You see what I'm saying, everyone grow needs up. to grow up. Grow up. And Wait. honestly, th- you see this whole um, hitting like loads of girls or whatever it is. I get it. I definitely get it. But at the same it's time, bo- it's a bit boring though. It's after not even a while. just boring, yeah. But honestly, it has like deep. It has bigger effects as time goes on. Yeah, definitely. So, for example, like my cousin, like or like my cousins smoke or whatever, yeah. and their parents are always just like, right, I don't smoke. So it's just like, uh, I might be the example in that situation. I'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah. yeah, he don't smoke or whatever it is. I, in fact, people might see me on Snap smoking. But I smoke like every once, <laughs> oh, yeah, every yeah, two yeah, months or something good. stupid. Yeah, same. But, I'm um, not a smoker like that, but I might but smoke for example, that, that's a that's a vice that doesn't necessarily affect other people. Whereas a lot of people's vice is women. Yeah. And that's a vice that genuinely affects other humans. That's a worse vice mm. than smoking. Yeah, of course. Do you see what I'm saying? It's just that more people... Or just like it's a more acceptable vice for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But realistically, like I'm st- bro, look at me. I'm still I'm still having to grow. Like I'm hoping I grow up in yeah, the next five course. years. Yeah, no, but I I want to like every five years I always would like to look back and see that I've grown. No matter how old yeah. I have, ironically grown. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but growth, like do yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. I always want to feel like at some point you know, I could look back and, and I say, would like but to this get is to one of the reasons why I even do this anyway. I'd like to I get do to like the stage to have... where if the man, if like, you see like when, uh, the man them cheat on their missus, I want to be like, bro, like that's, that's like, you shouldn't be doing that. I want to yeah. get that, I want that level of growth. Oh, like, right like, now, bro, like, like, there, raw, like, what, like, what are you man doing? Like, you're going to mess up. Every, like, at the There's, moment, it's I've got bands. a couple of brethrens, I've got a couple of brethrens right now that it is like that with though. Because I think the reason why is because of how long they've been with them, family, whatever, and they've been good. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's mm. like, like I, I don't like, think that on, I would bro. particularly, like at this stage now, like man go on holiday and that. And then it's like, oh yeah, I got to, I'd have to tell a man, fam. Do you get what? But then there's other man yeah. where it's like, you know what? Do your thing, Yeah, brother. you know yeah. what? That's your, <laughs> that's always been your pattern anyway. Yeah. So do you get me? But anyway, do you know what? Much. Quickly, just off subject here while we're waiting for my man. Um, I don't want to talk about him though, because I don't really, really know too much about him. Okay. You know the XXX yeah. Testosterone or yeah. whatever his name is, yeah? Tentacion. Tess- yeah. Do you, do you listen to his music? No, no, no. I just know that. Do you listen to his music? 
No, I've never heard. I of just him. know he was involved when Spotify took a load of artists' music off of playlists. Oh, really? he was one of them. Yeah, he was one of them. I'm. Yeah, I'm very sure he was one of them. And um, I think Kendrick Lamar's team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. All of their music if they didn't put a bunch of artists including yeah. him back on playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't even know. Like, all I know is I know he had some court cases and all these things and whatnot. And I know that he was a little bit left of center or whatnot. In fact, you know who was going on about him one time of all people? I was in LA and I was. It's nuts. It sounds like I'm name dropping now, but I need to do this for the context. But I was having um, a lunch with Dave and Daniel Sturridge, who plays like used to play for Liverpool. Yeah, but he like he's a proper music man, bro. Like I was really surprised, bro. Like proper music man. And in I can't remember what the context was, but he was going on about him and rated him proper highly, and I was just not even really there. And even when he just like he's just been he just got killed. And if I'm being honest, like. I can't say that I can't particularly say that I felt some type of way of the of the of the, of the like the artist but I felt some type of way of the boy or the the human do you get what I'm saying because he's 20 so it's like when I heard that he it wasn't a thing of uh, like oh it's him it was more a thing of right he's only 20 years old he's an artist and whatnot and like yeah. you know what I mean someone's just shot and killed him yeah but you know what I wanted to talk about bruv Did, yeah. have you seen the video of like when yeah. he was in the car I, I saw a glimpse but I'm not good at watching like those kind of like morbidy kind of things so I saw it understood what it was and I didn't watch it yeah, I just um, find that mad though I, I really I like I don't like do I try like I try to make an understanding of that like how somebody's dead in the car yeah and I know that maybe from because from what I saw anyway it did seem like it was he was lifeless in it so yeah. like he was dead fam like yeah. there's they, they, no bringing him back but with that being said I don't know if anyone knew that as a fact it only really takes one person to like ring the police or whatever it may be yeah it just didn't seem like nobody was helping the don but people are filming and it's like we're in a mad world we're in a mad world and i don't want to say culture because i think it's everyone that's doing this here but as soon as a madness happens the very first thing that people think about doing is taking their phone out yeah. and recording it yeah. before helping yeah yeah so like the first thing yeah. you're gonna do before help is take your phone out that's crazy. i don't understand that I don't I understand oh. what you're saying when you were like, yeah, he was lifeless. Like, he, he was he was probably dead then and there. But what if it was a situation where and someone it, could have even, possibly even if been he wasn't, saved and, he's and just the first dead. thing you do? Yeah. Even if he's not, it's we still, understand he's dead. Still insanely Please, disrespectful. Like, away, man. Like, yeah. We've lost a bit of compassion as humans. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just, I, don't I think, yeah, maybe social media, right, and seeing all of these things um, over a period of time has ultimately just desensitised us to... To that 100%. because even because even then yeah even when you see on the internet all the time like someone's dying or whatever it is and as a person you may not have been like you may not have seen someone die like that yeah uh -huh. so it is a bit different but almost when you become desensitized because you've seen it so much online when you do see it in your you're face fine. it's kind of like yeah it. like boom yeah, yeah this is another moment yeah. here bro when I heard that the brother had died, yeah, or I heard he'd been shot, then I heard he died. I went on Google, right? And then literally TMZ had the footage. The man must have still been in the whip. He yeah. probably was still dead in the whip. TMZ had the footage already. already yeah. So it's like a man or a woman, whoever it may be, has taken, filmed it and straight away rang up on a thing of, what's the, what's the bag? 
Yeah. yeah. What's the bag? Yeah. I've like got this right now, and I think and I think he's dead, and I think he's dead, and they've taken it, and then that's all gone around. It's just like, yeah. and then there's like bare different levels of it because and then, and then the, the, look how much we've done. Look how much talking we've done. We have not actually talked about the killing or the death mm. or why. You know what I'm saying all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. Like it just takes away from everything. But there was always levels to this. Always levels to it. And I remember from us. I don't know about the Yanks and the Americans and that yeah. yeah. But for us it started with the happy slap thing. Remember when the phones yeah. when the phones first had yeah. cameras, mm-hmm. people were getting happy slap left, yeah. right and yeah, centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it started getting out of hand because men start happy slapping grands yeah. and like old yeah. women and old men and all of that shit. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are doing oh, that. that, that but man was sl- happy slapping a ninety six year old. I can almost that. understand that because you, you are understand No, I can understand that more than just filming someone who's just died. For example, you are filming this, this happy slap because you think it's funny and I'm going to slap someone on camera. I understand the logic behind that more than somebody's just got shot dead. Nothing. It was nothing to do with me, but I'm just going to film it. Do you know what? I, I agree, I, but I, I disagree. Do you know, I agree and I disagree. The reason why I, I slightly disagree is because I feel that both, even though one is a tra- tragedy and one is might be seen as funny, I think for the camera person, it releases the same endorphins. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking more. So I intent. think for them, I'm thinking about when the they when they are they filming, it's to. releasing a some type of endorphin yeah. where it's like I've got footage. Yeah, I've maybe, got yeah. footage. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they obviously the two are mad extreme because one's died and someone's just been slapped or whatever. But the feeling for a lot of them are probably just the same type of feeling on a different scale. Do you get yeah. me? Yeah, and like that's what I'm saying it started like that and then now obviously you've got like the uh, blogs and shit like the insta blogs and that but there's like bare videos of like man or people like oh, bruv did you see the video did you see the video of the brer um some Irish guy kidnapped one black brother or something yeah I don't know what he did apparently in the caption he um touched the child or whatnot and they've like pulled the fire out on him and they've told him to take his pants off and take his shit what what have you not, did you not see I've that? I've heard about this. And I'm like, what? And then they're filming him. I don't know what you're talking about. That's crazy. But, and then they're filming him. Oh, you didn't film that? Uh, huh? Yeah, you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, bruv. I just think that we Stop. are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. My G. You're right. My G. Yeah, you just caught us mid combo though. Is it? Yeah. I was just saying, yeah, that. I was just saying, like, I was talking about the XXX thing, yeah? But I was more talking about the fact that, like... I have to sit there. Yeah. <laughs> the infamous bro, sofa. <laughs> bit closer. But I was just saying that, like, just the whole camera thing, bruv. Like... No, but you know what? I said to someone... Wait, I don't just say it off. you got to say it on. Nah. There you go, bruv. <laughs> I'm going to try that back. Oh, really? <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, I just think that... I just think it's just mad to me, bro. Seriously, it's just mad to me. Like the whole, like it's it is actually. So I didn't listen to his music, so I did, I wasn't aware that he was kind of involved in violent music. I thought it was like because of what he looks I don't like. Know I if thought it's all violent, though. You know. Is it? Oh, why did I even say that? How old am I? Violent music. I know violent. But you, music. But you see what I'm saying? As in, like I thought, I thought he was, his music was more drug music. Oh no! I don't, from see, looking I don't, at him, I don't even know if it was I that. I know that he had like a. Like the reasons violent. wasn't the reasons because of the rape stuff though, because it's the same thing for R. Kelly. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't say. I have no idea to be honest. I think I yeah. Just know he was a part 
I think the reason why he had some of his music taken down was because of things that he had going on in his personal life and court cases and stuff. That's where I think it came from. But yeah, yeah, that's where I think it came oh, from. Right. But I think like, from what I know, the only thing that I know about this guy is like from certain videos that I saw, he was proper like, like he used to talk a lot about depression and anxiety and all of that stuff. I'm not painting the, I don't yeah. know. Again, my angle on this isn't even really him. It's yeah. just the fact that somebody that age like a talented person, yeah. their whole life. And let's have it right. He but represents then, but then, an entire generation. Of course. But oh, then yeah. but it's the phone thing though as well. Yeah. Like I remember me and Poet had a big debate years ago about um, like social media and not social media, world star hip hop and that. And I think how different we watch world star. Yeah? yeah. And I was, and he was like, he was defending the fact like, no, he was angry at the fact that, you know, that you get some videos of like police officers killing you get police officers killing um, like people yeah. and then it goes online or whatever and he just was on the, had the opinion of well you know what they have families and stuff and which I fully understand mm -hmm. I, I get that whereas I was always of the thing of if a police officer or something like that has happened to someone yes it should be online so that people can see these are the type of things that are happening in it I think but when you have, should be online as in yeah, like exactly. anything that, that but when you have somebody who is whether they're being beaten up stabbed shot or whatever it is yeah and but then the first thing that somebody does is take the phone out i just think it's nuts to me you don't want none of this yeah it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's to me it's just mad and i don't think i don't think that i'm ever gonna understand it yeah but what i will say is is that it's it's never gonna stop no it's never no. gonna stop well it's it. gonna do you know what stuff sometimes stuff like this happens and it kind of like it makes people think Cause I'm not gonna lie, I I didn't know who this who the the ex 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 Tennessean guy is, yeah. or if who he's got problems with or whatever it is. If I was imagining someone dying that week, mm. I thought it's either I thought it's six nine. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Would... You see what I'm saying? Because he's just been going on an absolute wild one. I'm but realistically, it's, it's, it's all that that is it is all like I don't know, man. Like. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. Life, life is the most precious thing we have, man. You're going mad. Hashtag half-cast podcast. Seriously. Yeah. So, um, my guy's here, you know. Yeah. Just read, you yeah. know. Um, you know what? You do, I understand that this is not an interview, but I just want to just, like, just find out how you are. And you can mm -hmm. have a chin wagon. Yeah, man. Whatever. But, um, you know what I was thinking today? I was actually thinking today... I feel like we are now getting, how do I say this? We're almost moving past the twin B era and we're going into Alec Botang as the business man, the dude at the record label who's actually what doing a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, huh? Did I say what it wrong? What in, what in. Guardians Bo Botang, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry. But no, the reason why I say that is because obviously that like, has been a massive part of the, you know what I mean, the music's like the yeah. stuff, you know what I mean? But the record label stuff now seems to be a f like what everybody talks about or associates you with more so today. So is what I'm saying making sense a bit? Yeah, it's funny you say that though, cause like I started at one extra the same month I got my first A&R job, but I think what it was, yeah, I guess, like for me, yeah, being, um a DJ, I always wanted to kind of like make sure that I, I had no 
attachments to anything and make sure that like how's perceived on that sense, especially as a presenter, was pure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Like, it wasn't attached to any artists and that. So I very much kept what I did on that kind of industry quote unquote side. Yeah. Um, quiet and it was just something that was like I, I saw as my nine to five. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, a sense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. I was lucky and blessed that it, it was a job and became a job or whatnot. But in a weird way then this like the DJ thing was like and the presenter thing was it's all me. Yeah, like, of all, course. All one side of it, but like the kind of nine to five A R working with artists tip was like a job. Yeah. If that made any sense. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. more like a job. It wasn't something I spoke about and I felt like yeah, I kinda wanted to make sure it was and like, to me, in all honesty, I think it's not a job that, des- that it doesn't always need and deserve a profile. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I feel like it's not the type of thing that like and it's weird because it's become that more and more because I guess a lot more people are having an understanding of what goes on behind the scenes. No doubt. An artist is someone who is chosen to be out there and not even all the time, their talent has swelled so much that 100%. they deserve to be out there and heard. But like, yeah. don't get me wrong, I over-respect and understand the value of, of, of A&R in terms of what I do and great management and all the other things that I've done behind the scenes. But essentially, we all provide a service of course. to artists. So like, to have a profile and to be screaming about it sometimes, when I see people do it, it's a bit uncomfortable because I'm like, yeah, yeah. you exist really yeah. essentially off the back of, at the core, someone else's t- like extreme talent. And don't 100%. get me wrong, there needs to be there is a talent and a skill set and a lot that comes with doing the stuff that I do nine to five well. A lot comes with it, but you exist off the back of someone else so to scream and be like, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit weird. It's nuts, isn't it? Like, do you know what though? It's mad that you even like from what even what you mentioned as a DJ. Yeah, I think that regardless of whatever happens, see, like when you're young and you are a DJ, you're young and you're a DJ. When you get older and you are a DJ, but you're doing other things. That part of being a DJ, it never really dies within nah, you. Never. you. Like other things happen. Yeah, like other yeah. things might happen in life, yeah. or you might have like other um, dots that connected off that, which end up might like doing humongous things for you. Yeah, yeah. But that thing of like even just being a DJ or being a music man or yeah. like doing the, the that side of things always just stays there though. Do you 100%. get me? I mean, for me, yeah. Like in terms of even getting into A and R, like or becoming a DJ. Like looking back at it, in hindsight, it ha- I became a DJ because I had a passion for A and R. Because I think a big part of A and R is like having a passion and a vision for something, mm. and then wanting it to be heard by as many people as possible. That's yeah, a part yeah, of yeah. it. And I think that's what a lot of DJs have with them. They love the music they play so much that they want an audience. They want to broadcast it. They want to talk about it on air. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened in my teens. Like from being a kid, I was always like the the one at school that everyone kind of like got all the music information from what yeah, was coming yeah, out. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I had all the latest CDs and records yeah. somehow. That was me as well. Yeah. And I was the original beatboxer on the, on the <laughs> I was the beatboxer and the, and the, you know, like the little making the noise and the banging on the table and all of yeah. that stuff and trying to get man to MC and do all of that stuff. I was fully involved in and all that. And you see when you got albums, were you the type of person that would hear an album and try and pick the singles? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the time, yeah. all the time. Which are the songs that yeah, like, yeah, will yeah, sell yeah. this album? What are like the best songs on it and what are the most? Commercial sometimes. Oh, could, or you know the, what? Or the club record. Ah, this is the club record on this album. Do you know what is mad though? Do you know what I, mean? I was Look thinking about like this that. the other day as well. Yeah, I was thinking, rah, like when I was a young buck. Yeah, I'm surprised that my mum let me listen to certain albums. Yeah, so loud. <laughs> like there were certain albums that I used to listen to. Like back in the day, when I think about it, like. I remember I got Little Kim's album Hardcore. Oh my Obviously god! The cover alone, bruv, should have got you in trouble. I bro. know, I know, but I was young. I was her, her, young. One leg but and was the other leg was. I was listening to it the other day. I was listening to it the other day. Yeah. Because I'm right now. I'm going for a stage where I'm listening to like certain old albums, like mm. from here, 
from America or whatever, just to see how they've aged. Yeah. Um, to see how, how well they've aged and that. Some have aged awful. Some have aged great. Name some names. Which ones have, haven't aged that well? Uh, what hasn't aged that well? Um, I'm trying to think of something here that I feel hasn't aged that well. What, like classic-wise as well? Mm. Um, I don't know, you know. I might have to come back to you on that. I don't know. There's some stuff that I listened to before that I di- it just didn't, it just didn't feel, it just didn't feel good. But I'm trying to think of what they were. But um, yeah. Anyway, irrespective of that, like yeah. So anyway, I was just listening to some stuff and I was thinking like, yeah, like you know, there's certain stuff that I listened to as a young buck or whatever. And even though I was trying to always pick out like what was the first single or even reading the back or whatever yeah. it was I was still thinking I'm kind of surprised that I was even really allowed to listen Something to that stuff raw. yeah 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 hardcore yeah, right. but how are you anyway how's things with you bro yeah good yeah, busy man. a lot going on a lot in it a lot going on do you know what yeah see like with us now obviously we speak a lot now mm. and like I think our friendships kind of developed a little bit because yeah, we yeah. don't even enough times when we link up we don't even chat about yeah, 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 yeah. football and emotions life. and life and yeah. all of these things mm. yeah but like before we even talk a little bit about like what's going on at the moment with the music stuff I just want to just on a life one bro like, yeah. how, like how are you like are you happy yeah I am to be honest mm. I'm in a really good space um, best space yet probably if I'm honest why because um Big one for me, word like in terms of using a word that pulls it all together is just purpose. Mm. Like I guess working in entertainment and in music, and it's it's a very loud world, and you get up and you get into this process, especially when you just get a bit older and you've been doing it for a while, and then you kind of get to a point where you want to know exactly why you're doing it because mm. some things are happening. It's a bit of a cycle, and it's a bit like, okay, it needs to have a bit more purpose and a bit more, and that's across everything in life, you know. Does purpose then, like does it change? So like, you see. If you're doing something for a few years, yeah. well, at the beginning, as you start, you might find a purpose. Then after a while, you sometimes, for some people, get to a point where they're like, get a little bit lost. Like, yeah. why am I doing this or whatever? Then you find it again. Yeah. Sometimes that purpose might be a little bit different to how it was when mm. it first started. Is it, was it kind of like that with you? A little what bit. A little bit, to be honest. Um, and across a load of different things in life, like a few things happened over the last couple of years in life that really made me rethink a whole heap of things to be honest and um yeah especially when you kind of like I said work in, in in an industry like ours um it's very loud and there's a lot of different reasons why people do the things they do mm. and you got to be very clear about what yours are mm. if that makes any sense and if I'm honest I feel like especially for what I do it makes you better at your job mm. you're more direct you cut out the fact with a lot of conversations you're very like clear about who where why and your choices are just quicker mm. and you're just more focused so what do you do? What do I do? <laughs> what, like... <laughs> um, uh, like, okay, so... T- what do job, you do? Job title-wise, in terms of 9 to 5, I still, like, broadcast. I'm on one extra on Monday nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to do the breakfast show. Yeah, I ain't yeah. gonna lie, I, got, I was knackered. Fam, I, got, I don't I even don't know, know how. I did how. That and, yeah. Bro, you know, when I think about that, I don't know how you did yeah, that. nor do I, For some bro. people, yeah, that don't know, yeah, Twin, Alec was doing the breakfast show on One Extra. What was time? What was your start time? Um, 6.30 up, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. But you have to be there at 6 minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah. you got to be there at 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're there till 9.30, innit? 
10 and 10. then we'll talk about the show after sometimes there'll be an interview that we had to do Obviously, so you could be there till about 11 first. Yeah, 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 sometimes. Then boom, straight to Atlantic. Straight to, the to Atlantic, yeah. And then that, like, we already know that working in the music industry yeah, yeah. is not nine to five or At 11 all. till seven or 12 till eight. Yeah. That's a lifetime almost yeah, thing, Yeah, bro. yeah, And even brain space, it's very consuming. Like, so even when you're not in the office or you're not doing a job, you're thinking about certain things or you hear something on the radio in the cab on the way home and you're like, oh gosh, that mix. I remember who mixed this. I need oh, to okay. apply that same, like, uh, where he approached this to a record I'm working. Like, Isn't you're kind of always having to... Like, it can be, overbear... it can be, it can be. Yeah. Definitely can be, to be honest. But then at the same time, that's the whole thing with the purpose thing. It's like, if you know why you're doing it and you kind of sometimes dig the roots a bit deeper into why you're doing it and understanding that, then it like, it can be consuming, but it's there's a kind of like, a piece with it. And then you've got to marry that with balance. Yes, and like, and that's why even with regards raid, like, like I was knackered, I was ill. Yeah, and it's just like, um, yeah, life is for living. It's not just of for kind of being consumed and just like existing. It's like even if you're doing things, you got a passion for. Of course, you know I mean? and balance is so important, bro. Like, I think you know, as friends, we speak about this type of thing all the time, and like, I kind of got to a point in my life where I started to understand that balance is key mm. because for me. When I when I didn't when I wasn't finding my balance, I felt like I was like my mind was kind of all over the place. Yeah, do you man. get what I'm saying? And I wasn't able to enjoy. I actually just wasn't able to enjoy life. Yeah, do you get me? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. having balance uh, enables you to actually just enjoy your both both elements of your life, isn't yeah. it? your working life and your personal life. Yeah, because you're present. Because if you're kind of stretched in one area of your life, then you're not there for the other bits if that makes any sense yeah. if one if one area of your life takes too much energy away then there's another part that you're taking away energy from and yeah. that's what was happening in a lot of areas of my life to be honest so just felt like I was that way yeah, yeah just yeah. had to kind of even it up but um sorry what do I do you said sorry yeah okay yeah, yeah alright yeah, go yeah go yeah <laughs> um so like job title wise I I'm, think I'm at, sorry to interrupt you I yeah. think the reason why I asked this question because I think on the surface it seems basic, isn't it? Like, mm. oh yeah, I'm an A and R or whatnot. And me, we've done interviews. I've done an interview with you and with Benny yeah. or whatever, with yeah, yeah. and we've kind of gone into a little bit. But this is a different audience, or yeah. whatever. But um, like, I think that maybe even the way that you do your work and the way an A and R is today might even be a little bit different to how it conventionally has been known. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I asked you. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Uh, co-head of A&R Atlantic Records yeah I've got a work wife lady called Bryony she's sick she's a G shout out to the work wife yeah yeah um, yeah 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 so A&R I guess I'll talk about what I think in my humble opinion A&R is and then what my actual job is and what I do practically day yeah. to day like, I feel like A&R is basically like you know when basically if today or this hand is and sorry this is like obviously a podcast but if this point is some uh, a song not existing uh, an album not existing, a show not existing, and this point is all of that existing and being loved and liked and being really good. A and R is everything from it not existing to it existing. Mm. There's an element of A and R in everything, in and it doesn't always come from an A and R. Yeah, but in terms of the concept of what A and R is, like in my humble opinion, I feel like it's a decision to make the song. Mm. There's an element of A and R in that. Finding a studio you make the song in, yeah. finding a producer, encouraging an artist in that process to say, 
you should go and do it because you're really good. Yeah. And then at, at that point, the song existed, how it ends up sounding. Um, even the fact, even the journey of the song to the radio has an element of A&R mm. to it. Um, it's basically literally the technical aspect of, and and every like element of creating a music and also not even just the music, but an artist. Yeah, it? yeah, essentially, yeah. And I always say essentially that it, come, it comes from an artist, A&R, but obviously if you are going to do A&R, there's an element of that whole journey that has an element that has a&R to it hmm. so in terms of a job or being at the A&R it's anything that can happen in that process yeah from identifying the artist to the end goal of the record existing to in the middle of that the chorus not sounding right yeah. and changing the key so it's more comfortable or uh, finding the right feature yeah. or scrapping the record altogether and saying it's not good enough yeah 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 or an album track list Mm. Like I was going through that uh, the day before yesterday with Jess Glynn and going through that whole thing and that was a wrestle in terms of, you know, listening to the whole um, album and going from the end of a record, um, me, her, Guy who runs our label who gets involved, um, Bryony who I do, yeah. um, we work on her together, yeah. sat there for a good couple of hours and listened to the whole record and switched records because, you know, some of the transitions music-wise weren't working as well. And okay. Some records we felt there were alternatives that were saying the same thing that would work better on the deluxe. Yeah. And then, like, just a whole wrestle. So even that is obviously a huge, huge that's a, that's a and um, Being at a show and then hearing that the guitar's too loud and it's drowning out the vocal. Right. Or like, or like okay. there's loads of elements to it or... I'm so glad you're saying this. Yeah, so much to, um, so, like, so much I, to I could it. go on I could go on for ages, but hopefully it's like it not existing to it existing, everything in between. And okay. hopefully that explains why you've got to be good at you can't just turn up and say because oh, like some people but I think that, that that's like, I feel like that is almost what the perception is to yeah. some people that and uh, like look at the music business today. You know why right? though? Sorry to interrupt and I clocked this recently, yeah. Mm. Because you know what, we all do A and R on a Saturday night in front of X Factor. Because yeah. A&R is a big, the, one of the biggest parts of A&R is an opinion. Mm-hmm. So everyone can say, oh, that girl's singing out key. Yeah. Or mm, that beat doesn't suit what she does. Or I think she sounds better on a slower song. Or that, up to, you got, that, is, that is A&R. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it's, that's also an opinion. And obviously everyone is allowed to have an opinion. But yeah. in terms of the professional element of it, it is all, it's about adding to that process. Yeah. And adding value, adding experience adding um, a professional opinion and an understanding, not just an opinion. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think that from some people, some people's angle now when they look at it is that they feel, this is why I thought it was really good that you broke it down like that because my angle was more being the fact that I think some people now see or feel that the music industry has literally become a numbers game in a sense of now, instead of a few of the things that you mentioned before involves instinct in mm-hmm. it. Like you thinking in your mind, do you know what? I think this could work. The, 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 the guitar sound a bit too loud in this or might be a bit too low or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seems like now it's kind of a thing of, well, you know what? Boom, yeah, the YouTube numbers look all right. They're still, yeah, that's growing on this. Boom, if I sign it, the streaming numbers could do that. And it the, the instinct element of it has almost gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct or no? Yes and no, because obviously like... It depends on the human being. Yeah, and I guess from a kind of like... Yeah, and this is obviously what, what some of what A&R does in terms of profession. Obviously, I guess a lot of it in terms of profile and in terms of who people know in like A&R-wise are 
people at labels who have a job who approach acts who are popular and say we really want to sign you or work with you or release your record essentially which is what you're talking about which is what happens and that is definitely a skill because there's an element of doing that early enough to spot something that you know isn't just popular online but can work on radio has international potential Mm. and has a bigger audience than it has then and you can add to that of course Um, and outside of that that's marketing that's like strategy and there's a there's a skill and um, importance to all of that but I hear what you're saying in the sense of like with the whole instinct thing and what 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 percentage wise would you say instinct plays a part in A and R in today, because I yeah. felt like before, prior yeah. to like when you looked at some of the big dons that people know of, yeah. like Barry Gordy or yeah. Clive Davis or all of these old veterans and that, yeah. like people would say that they they spent decades yeah. on instinct, like yeah. trying to figure out or working or going on their instincts of this person's a star or this song's a hit or whatever yeah. it may be. Like, how much does that play a part in today? Instinct, um, really? It's it's a good question, like because. Even with those A&Rs who are obviously legendary and incredible, like say with Motown, they had a system. It wasn't just about like obviously that they weren't they weren't the measures of popularity that there are now. Like you can be you, anyone can look at something and see it's getting played a million times a day. The public are saying they want that. If you then turn around as a company and put it on iTunes and Spotify, and it, like people are going to buy into it because they've told you they want it, and maybe it wasn't available before. Some of the hits that have come from our world have done that. But like, see with like Motown and that. There's a big difference between A and I and pointing at something and saying it's popular and artist development mm-hmm. and kind of taking something from scratch and someone who you feel like has a talent, but you feel like, okay, cool, I can marry your voice with some incredible producers and songwriters that I feel can allow you to have a career. Mm-hmm. That is like really good A and I. That's what the Barry Gordies and the Clive Davises were good at of kind of having a vision. Sometimes that an artist might not be able to, because of their lack of experience or where they're at in life, have themselves. Mm-hmm. And then there's what you said, that kind of instinct of, or, or just pointing at something and saying, that's popular, let's mm. work with that person. It's a business. Yeah. Um, and there, there is an element of A&R to that because you have to be fast, you have to win the deal yeah, of and course. all of that business. We but can like, talk about winning deals and that. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But yeah. for me, it, it, I'm, I'm much more excited and lean towards the artist development side of things. Because like okay. I, I, I don't like the competition element of deals and artists. I think that takes something away, if I'm honest. Really? From, from, yeah? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I never enter a negotiation with an artist I want to work with. On a competition never, basis? Never, 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 never. Is it? That's interesting. Never. To the point where well, sometimes... Well, are you, sometimes aren't you involved in it by default? Though? By default, because if you're if you're talking to someone who's obviously talented and other people um, have discovered that talent at the same time or a bit earlier or a bit later, then obviously there's an element of choice. But for me, it's an element of choice and not competition. I don't okay. like the competition element because I think that takes away from the art and there's a certain amount of energy that surrounds it in that sense that changes what's important yeah, yeah, about yeah. what the artist does. It's like they're good at what they do. It's not about who wins this deal. Like, okay. I, I hate that side of it. I want to get to that part in a bit though because yeah. I think that's going to be quite key in something that we talk about a little bit later. <laughs> but um, so you just mentioned as well, yeah? And I've, I think I've mentioned this a few times here so it's good to speak to you about this as well. The artist development side of things because it doesn't seem like that exists so much anymore, yeah? And yeah. there's what there's a pet peeve that I always say here. Like, mm. I have to say it all the time. I don't f- particularly think it's going to change, but I feel like the live element of a lot of artists right now is sinking, mm-hmm. for me, personally. And um, sometimes I don't think that it's some of their fault because a lot of them are quite young and might not particularly understand 
uh, how maybe things used to be and they might not care because obviously things are changing they do their thing that, their yeah. own way but if there's one thing that I say if I had to tell you one thing that I don't like I don't like the the um the artist performing over mm. the song yeah, yeah like yeah. without the PA and all yeah, of that yeah. I, it really pisses me like that. there's artists that are like literally doing whole tours yeah. with no PA like yeah. that's wild to me but also there was that whole thing with Rams that came out with mm-hmm. him and and um, him performing at the yeah. Capitol Ball, whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, that ended up being a big thing. But straight away in my mind, yeah, well, not even on the criticizing thing, I wasn't surprised that it had happened, not with him. Yeah. I knew that at some point this was going to happen with someone because I feel like there's a lack of artist development, if yeah. you know what I mean. I and that. I think that like the, the, the error that was made there to anybody that has been in the game for a little bit would know straight away yeah. he had a problem, there was an in-ears thing or whatever. And then it turned out that that's exactly what it is. But are we, I say we <coughs> as in maybe you, management yeah. or whatever, or people that are a bit like closer older and wiser and closer to artists. Yeah. Like, like, are we not, if there isn't artist development, should we not be doing a little bit more yeah. to kind of speak to them about, <laughs> no, you know what, what, this is how certain things it's run. It's funny, or, man. Like, I feel like the public are to blame in a lot of ways. Like, because... See, with the artist development thing, like, especially in, like, British black music, yeah. See, now, the journey between an artist having a hot record and Wembley Stadium can be three months. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Like, understand that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's unreal. That's mad, yeah. like, to be honest. And it's like, it doesn't necessarily even allow the time for an artist to become what they need to be to have the experience and the resources and the know-how of performing at that level. Like, like the first artist I had who performed at like, it's funny because the Rams thing, I had Jess Glynn performing there. Um, Rita, who was a hundred grand down in terms of spending how much she spent on that show. Like, oh really? Yeah. Like to make sure that it was incredible. And oh, that's wow. not even just label money. Like that's just like how, how much she wanted to, 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 to smash the show, how important it was yeah. for her. And um, the, the, the rehearsals and the amount of time that went into even Jess, you can watch it all online, like, it's ridiculous. And that's, like, these are rehearsals that exist for a few hours before she even gets to the rehearsal room from mm-hmm. a band point of view. Um, and the first artist I had perform at, um, at the Jingle Bell Ball that I worked with was Wretch. Okay. Um, and he was, and it's similar to Rams, because um, Rams was part of um, Jack Jones's set. I think he was just a guest on Jack Jones's set. And when we had Wretch perform, it was, he was a guest on example set and unorthodox had just become a smash okay yeah, yeah and it was huge that. and it was just after tractor and you have to understand by the time wretch had performed at wembley stadium yeah he had had two mixtapes out he had an album out mm. before incredible album as well mm. and how many times had like f- f- he probably had performed the i love live 10 times mm. before that let alone i remember like there was a, a band show we'd done in brick lane once with um uh, Lab's brother and all of that this was like 2007 and I hosted it for Wretch and even them times like there was an ambition to be a great live performer mm. but in that ambition you're doing things that, and but even then I, I know now that if we listen to that band then all of us collectively would have things we heard and be like mm, that ain't quite right and yeah, yeah, so there was a bit of a kind they were, like, I always call them the shadows that like the, the, un, the, the underground allows you to kind of make your mistakes in yeah. Um and I think they're really important and it's it's weird because how things are set up now, the underground doesn't really have those shadows anymore because yeah. like to earn, like don't get twisted, to ha- earn the right yeah, to have a record as popular as Barkin, 
it's not easy. To have a hit is something you've got to respect on any mm. level. Like to, to have earned the right to perform at that gig, that's mm. not an easy, like the filter to get to that yeah. level and platform is, is massive. Like you can't just appear there. You have to have a huge record. So of course. that alone is something that's commendable and admirable. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the journey to get to that point for artists probably post two, three years ago had some artist development naturally Definitely. outside of a record label <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. and outside of that. You know, and smart managers and and the way the scene was set up allowed that to happen naturally. Yeah, and that's gone. I think that's a big part of why some things happen. But to be honest, like the, the same thing happened for me for me for an act I worked with Western really quickly. Yeah, they ended up at Jingle Bell Ball a couple of years ago after Into. Yeah, I'm I think not gonna I did lie. That with them actually. Yeah, bro, you the rehearsals we yeah. did for that. Oh like, no, no, I didn't do that. I did. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Jingle Bell Ball. I think it O2. was actually. Yeah, yeah, you definitely would remember do Wembley Stadium. I did Wembley sure. Stadium. I did Wembley Stadium with them. I did Wembley Stadium. That was it was must have been kiss, into. Is, is what was the Kiss thing that they did? Um, and it was a Halloween Hammersmith. Thing. Hammersmith. No, they did Wembley Stadium, but it was like a Halloween thing. I can't remember. It'll come to me in a bit. But go on. I don't want to stop. But you. yeah, yeah. The moment that we knew we were doing that, yeah, big thing. The rehearse. It was just the one song. Yeah. But we rehearsed and and went in, and the vocal coaches got involved, and because it's not easy, you don't land and end up being an amazing performer just like straight away. Everyone I've worked with, like, um, have become incredible with some investment of time from other people be it yeah. vocal coaches like some of the artists that you see perform now have had people tell them to be at the right side of the stage in the second half of the last chorus yeah like with in-ears with people screaming and there's some incredible people i work with it's amber and bronski who have made some of our biggest acts yeah uh look and sound incredible um there's lorna clark on the vocal tip there's certain not lorna clark lorna i forgot her last name but there's loads of people who have worked behind the scenes who are available like to kind of like better some of the artists and for mm. me it's like the moment that those platforms are close and like i said it happens really quick for me the artists i work with like they're they're there mm. super quick and um I, I don't know what happened with the rams thing so it's not a criticism in the sense of because human things happen but yeah, yeah, no, like I i'm saying that, he, that he speed of journey he mentioned before that he did, i don't think he had it in his yeah and you oh is it or did he might did he have generics though because i know that he doesn't have in his himself so I don't know whether they gave him generic. Yeah, see, loads of the like artists that. I work with have personalized mold. Yeah, yeah. you got to get them, man. You got to get them. Like, there's, a, um, there's a place called Cosmic, I think that actually does them. Um, but you um, know what though? Like, even with all these things being said, yeah, it means that we have to be more. And it's difficult with social media and the fact that we're all allowed an opinion and everyone can see them. There is an element of because of the nature of how things are set up and how quick these artists are progressing to these huge platforms. We've got to be patient, man. The cream will rise to the top, like I hear that. As in, over time, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying if I'm a consumer, and people were going, ah, oh, but people paid for those tickets and he got paid. He never got paid. You don't get paid for that. Okay. You usually, you don't like, like. So I do understand, and I, I'm not saying that it's like about dipping a certain level of quality. But at the same time, it's like you can't write people off. No, of course not. You can't. Like time will tell. Like yeah, it's yeah. difficult because people are kind of traveling at super speed. But I think proper. You got to find your feet and see what happens. It happened with Western, to be honest. Like yeah. in a sense where it was like the record came out, it's like, oh, one hit one, da, da, da. and it's like, whoa, these guys weren't even Western yeah, a exactly month before. Then. So I think we've got to be more patient and allow because trust me, the shadows that all of our favorite artists growing up had to um, perform. Like how old is Ra how old is Rams? Rams is young. I don't know. I don't want to say he's. I, I, I would say about twenty. Can yeah. You, yeah like, um, man, can you like Jay Z's first album, he was twenty six. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know. But and don't get me wrong. Drastically I'm, different. I'm, this is what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm yeah. saying it in a sense of like. Twenty one. Like 21, okay. the 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 level of like time that artists have 
to become what they might become. I'm not saying everyone's going to because that's the whole nature of survival of the fittest and us, you know, um, having the best last the longest, yeah. Um, the speed at which they emerge has to allow us as consumers and fans sometimes to just be a touch more patient. Yeah. To allow them to become... If they're going to, like, This is the thing, though. I don't know how to articulate this. This is just all stuff that's jumbled in my head, but I'm just going to try to say it, yeah. But we talk about, like, like patience and stuff like that. And then also, you've got so many different artists that are coming through and having a shine or whatever, which is great. Like, it's sick, isn't it? Like, I think that it's good that you've got so much young bucks that are coming through and being able to make money and and change their their scenarios and surroundings and stuff like that, yeah. But then, with things happening, like, you've got this person's got this song, this one's got that song, this one's got this one, that one's got this one, this one's got that one, this one's got this one. And then it's like, you've got all of these one songs scattered around or whatever. It feels like everything now we're kind of in an industry where everything is kind of rushed yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Do you get, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what, boom, I'll grab this one, we'll rinse this because it's probably not going to last. We'll grab this one, we'll rinse this one because it's probably not going to last. We'll gra- so then, how do you, how does things like the live become any better if we are moving in a rushed kind of industry? Do you get me? It's got to be important. Firstly, it's got to be important to the artist. Like, it's got to be something that they want to be you've got to want to be a good live performer because you do like you have to understand even in terms of like from my side of things looking at how deals happen and how artists emerge there are some artists like who don't care about the art and being excellent as much as they should Mm. if the truth be told and sometimes I can see that even when there's conversations with artists early and teams and you're talking to them maybe on a deal tip and whatnot and there's like more of a lean towards the deal and other parts of um, being an artist than the art and Mm. it's like if yeah. that's your attitude from the get-go, when you've got rehearsals and it's like 15 hours a day, you might be there for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. someone else that's going to be there for 15. Yeah, of course. And whatever team is around the artist, as a, as as the label person, whatever you want to say, as the manager, like, I can't make you great. Like, yeah. you have to want to be great, firstly. Yeah. And then there's the want to be great. And then there's the, the time, energy, brain space, passion, and everything else you need to, like actually apply yourself to being great like I know it's a weird thing I remember I did this like mad talk at Notting Hill and they were asking me about Michael Jackson and in that moment I thought to myself you know what obviously the greatest artist of our generation and all that and blah 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 blah. and I said like if you really wanted to be a good artist those times you know like I remember as a kid watching videos where he used to say I used to study um the James Browns of the world and blah like the guy never had YouTube no I know like to study that think of what was required as a kid to, to study, study an artist. It like was that. probably half an hour of a twelve-inch black and white TV. Yeah, once maybe a week. Maybe a VHS. Was VHS no, bruv, not even VHS. Road them times. No, then. like Mad. like once a week for probably five minutes. Like even the ability to remember the moves that you're trying to learn and the dedication that must have been applied to study someone who you saw in a glimpse be good yeah. at what they do. Like that in itself. Like if you're like take that in like we've got the ability now um, in so many ways to learn so much on our phones. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? So it's like sometimes it's like, it's it's not an accident that the great artists we have are great. And you ne- you always, and a lot of times, even with like, honestly, the people I've been around with from early, the Ed Sheerans, the Stormzy's, they say little things that made me realise you've always applied yourself. Yeah, bro. it's different. You've, it's different, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not like, don't get me wrong, a lot of you people are gifted and have things placed in them, I believe. Of course. But at the same time, it's like nurturing that gift yeah. takes like so. 
it, it's not easy being an artist. Mm. Like it should, and, and to be honest, it shouldn't be. Like mm. it's got to be hard because if you're gonna earn the right for half an hour of my time with your music in this climate where I've got so much choice to do other things, please care. Yeah. If I'm gonna part with money for a ticket and I could be at home watching something else, you need to really, really, really care. Yeah. And if you really care, then you've applied your time to make it excellent. Yeah. And that's where it needs to start from. It needs to start from the artists and the team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not a gift. You know, sometimes people assume, I feel like people assume that like artist development and all the things that are provided for artists are a given. Mm. It's not. It's not. And it's not supposed to be provided. Like sometimes people put it on the label and it's like essentially from some, from a big side of that, it's still a business. Mm. And it's still a success if it's connected with the public and pay for it. But as the artist, your concern should be being great. Like, mm. and to, to on it, like that's my concern with all the artists I work with. I want them to be great, and I want them to be the best because I believe that if they are, then all of that happens anyway. A lot of your, a lot of your signings, like from what I've seen, especially over a peak, long period of time, they've always it's always been an element of substance, mm. and there's like. A few, I don't know all of the A&Rs. I can't say I'm, I'm versed on that, but there are some A&Rs that I see and I like. I look at some of the, the their signings and I think, oh yeah, okay, you're an A&R who signs stuff with like a decent amount of substance. And then you get some that are just kind of more like, I need this, I want that one, whatever. Mm. But you've got, you got, you got Rita Ora, you got Jess Glynn, you got Weston, you got Kojo Funds, you managed to get Stormzy. Have I missed anyone, by the way, just now? Like, historically or No, now? right now. I still work with Rich. Oh, you still I work with Rich? I always work with Rich. Oh, okay. Because he's okay. the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rich is the guy. Yeah. Yeah, Rich is yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone else? Have I missed anyone? There's some new artists developing. Okay. Oh, so you're developing? Are you actually developing? Yeah, yeah you have to. 100%. Okay. 100%. I, ju- I genuinely like, didn't even think that, that it was a thing. Yeah, 100%. That so much existed. Any- so, 100%. see the development thing, just yeah. quickly. Yeah. Are you? Is that like a thing of... I like you. I think you're talented. We're gonna invest something into you, but we're doing yeah. this on the low, kind of. Yeah. It's not like, oh, hey, everyone, I've yeah. signed, I've signed, but yeah. they're developing. It's yeah. kind of like because sometimes some people don't need opinions yet, and if you overexpose it, especially as an artist, I think artists being able to be focused on being as good as they can be sometimes needs no noise. Like, do you know what I mean? So if you kind of if they're overexposed too early, they're not allowed to. Because it's difficult. Because I think subconsciously we all take opinions in, and we're probably in the in in the noisiest time ever when Proper. it comes to creating art. Like Proper. I think a lot of people like can just jump on their phone and have ten different opinions on something they've created, mm. and like it's tough to mm. kind of shut that out and be pure about creating art. Like for me, and like, also to understand whose opinion matters and who don't. Yeah, exactly. It's difficult because some it's even on Twitter. Some people. Oh, so good at Twitter. They're good at Twitter. Yeah. Like, they're really articulate. <laughs> they know how to use the 140 characters to say yeah, something. Yeah. It's like, By the way, like, this is how I know you don't use social media. Yeah. It's 240. Okay. Yeah. Something like Yeah. I try and not, like, yeah, you know, anyway, I'm not on it as much. Yeah. Like, but they're so good at it. So it's like, they can articulate a point and even from the source of that point is probably their own frustration with their own music career mm. or their own frustration with an artist or an agenda like mm. so it's like if that opinion then kind of has a part to play in the music or art you're making it's bad it's not yeah. from a good place yeah. so I feel like artist development should happen in the shadows because um, it just allows a purity man and, right. and, and patience how do you leave time 
for development when you are looking at because i'm going to go to a specific artist now yeah yeah when you know like somebody has the potential to be huge yeah everyone's going for it yeah it's not particularly ready yet yeah yeah but you know at a point it you're like this could be you yeah you mentioned before that like you're not really too keen on the competition thing yeah i say all of this because you signed Stormzy, yeah, which was a massive deal, like a very, very big deal, yeah. And I know from the inside that there have been people that have been trying to sign Storm, like people have been trying to get that signature for years. Mm. I think I, I, I first become privy to it when I did the interview with him with GRM, mm. yeah, when I was doing that. And then like, you know, I had conversations with people and whatnot and whatever. Okay, the first thing I really want to ask you is, was you able to see that within all of those things that you mentioned there? Were you able to see that early on with Stormzy, but also knowing that with so much people onto him at that time, how do you how did you approach that situation? Um obviously early enough it was early enough in connecting with him for there not to be as much noise as there ended up being. So there was a kind of window to get to know each other as people. Um, I feel like see the biggest artists on the planet yeah essentially the most important thing to them is being really 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 good at what they do that's mm. the common denominator and one that's one two there's a certain type of ambition that you see and then three there's just a, an in, like a talent an incredible talent that you see is like a special artist or that is like something that people always want more of or that when they walk in a room or when you hear their record or something just pulls at you musically or something, a bar or something just makes you mm. like, um, and then like, they also really, really care about their music and their art, like really, really, really obsessively, scarily care. Mm. Like, um, that in my humble opinion and in my own, my own tiny bit of experience, I've seen that with like some of the biggest artists from early. Um, what, okay, and he an, had that. What? Give me an example of what made um, you think that he had that. I think the fact that we sp the first conversation we had was a, a three-hour conversation about music, for instance, mm. and some of his he's he's want to make a great album. This is like early on. He really wanted to make a great album, and um, he obsessed and overstood what some of the great albums and great artists that we love had, and what he wanted to emulate in them. Mm. And just that level of ambition was like, well, okay. Um, because he was still the MC, but it's like the want to be a great artist, the the, the desire to be a great artist. I thought was like, like it, it was seeping out of him, man. Mm. He wanted to be a great artist, and I feel like, um, yeah, the greats have that. They have a bit of a purpose. Like they mm. know that, like I'm supposed to be really good at this. Yeah. But the, some then ask the question or investigate very quickly or do their very best to find out how do I do that. And mm. he was very much about that. Like, and I think. Um, like in terms of how uh, the first time I saw him, I think it was Skepta tweeted a, a, a YouTube link time ago, yeah, years ago now. And I remember I stayed up for a f like literally a few hours just watching every freestyle he was doing, thinking yeah. it's something a bit incredible about this kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. like just captivating. And you clarity know, is something like I'm big on clarity. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I really like about Skepta, isn't it? Yeah, Skepta's got immense clarity. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Stormzy's had that from young, bro. Yeah. His clarity, like even in them early U YouTube videos and that, this is like, it's very different. 
It's a very different thing that like, I think there's like a certain level of clarity that you can get when you're like early on in your career that yeah. you just can't, you're not, you can't be taught that. Yeah. You just have it. Yeah, 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 100%. 100%. And he had it yeah. in that sense, alongside loads of other things. And even like some of the things that he wanted to say with his music, I found really admirable. Mm. And some of the things that um, he wanted his music to do. Um, and sometimes, yeah, there's that thing you can't really articulate that someone has. Yeah, 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 you're right. Like, you're you can't right. really, like, and not to be cringe, but there's some things you can't put into words. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, he just had it. Like, yeah. he was, and I think, um, like, there, there, like, there are a lot of, there are artists that I know quite well and that I've worked with that, I loved what he loved about what they were good at. Yeah. Um, like, it's so he, he very quickly paid attention to, like, say, Wretch, for instance, and how much love and passion and care he puts into his bodies of work. Yeah. And I respected that because at the point in which I was meeting him, he was still the freestyle MC. Mm -hmm. And I was like, right, okay, if you understand and know that, sometimes you've got to know certain things to be able to apply them to yourself. And the fact that he played, it was so important to him to look at things a certain way, I really respected and admired. Mm. So early on in his career, like, mm. I thought, wow. That's really admirable. Um, I just felt like it was very obvious very quickly that this was a very, not just a, he was like he's the sickest new MC that's come through mm. in years. There's no doubt about it, like in mm. every sense of the word. Like, but there was always there was also something that was like, yeah, he's going to be a great artist. Yeah, he's he's a this 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 MC is a great artist. Like, um, like the great artist in the sense of he he has the same conversations and approaches of music. Of course. Of, like he's, he's he's peers now. Like when I mean his peers, I'm, I'm talking Adele's and Chris Martin's. And like, there's something that he wants his music to do that great artists want it to do. Yeah. And there's loads of people in our world that are the same. I think Wretch is in that space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think culturally, we've had so many artists that have 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 been that like um, have come through. Like from I say Wretch, Kano's gigs as, a, as in in his language and what yeah. he represents. I definitely, um, there's, I definitely there's loads, loads. But yeah. I, I definitely just saw, that, right? I definitely saw him. As a as a as a career artist, yeah, as someone with a lot of substance, yeah. like I think after the Dreamers Disease EP, I just knew, I just knew, yeah, this is somebody who's he's like, if he plays the game right, then he's gonna be around for a long time still, yeah, like go through that stage where you know, like you have loads of people that come and go, come and go, come and go, yeah, but he's gonna be, he's gonna still be in that, yeah, hundred, but how like because I know how much. The, this signature was um, was in demand, yeah? Like, before the album and all of that. I know that being independent to him was very important. And I think around that time as well, yeah, there was this whole thing about, like, fuck record labels and that. Like, enough people was kind of on this. Yeah. Ah, fuck record labels. We don't need record labels and blah, 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 blah. Especially with some people doing so well. Yeah. You get me? Did, did Do you think, like... Oh, yeah, by the way, I have to bear in mind that, like, even though that was a thing that was happening... I have to admit, he wasn't somebody that I heard always regurgitating that. I yeah. never really heard him say, oh, fuck the record label. Yeah, yeah. I heard him pro-independent, um, Yeah, you know what I mean? And and so he should have been because yeah. what, what he was achieving as an independent artist was Incredible. like it, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But like, do you feel for you at the time when you was pursuing it, did you feel like maybe he actually might stick with that route because it is working for him yeah and, um, how, and if so how did you like manage to explain to him yeah 
he's got why like, you feel like it would have been a good idea for him to sign a record along the way he got a very incredible smart manager big up Toby um, lawyer Kieran the team grew and all people that I knew very well and um, kind of they grew naturally in the sense of like obviously he exploded mm. and very quickly his team needed to grow and, 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 and he needed to be able to facilitate all the things he wanted to do very quickly um, so yes obviously there was like um, the ability to deliver what he wanted to do but um, he's incredibly ambitious and for me yeah, in terms of like I think I said it earlier there was, there was never a chase of the signature there was that it wasn't that it's like okay. honestly if you if you end up working with an artist closely yeah, it's quite like an um, intimate work relationship in a sense of like there has to be an element of trust you have to like each other firstly and there has to be an element of um, I think an ability to get on yeah and then help and mm. actually like and I think he understood quickly that I wasn't just like um just a, a fan leech. just a leech or not even leech but it's just like I'm always a fan sorry of everyone I work with but I feel like um I think he understood that I believed he was a great artist so anything that I suggested or anything that kind of um, we ended up just we ended up working together from the beginning, if yeah. the truth be told. Just on a, on a, on a friendship tip, we ended up as, as as bros very quickly. So we were always conversating about what could be done better yeah. or what was needed. So it was a very um, it became a working relationship pretty quickly, just naturally anyway. Mm. Um, and it was funny because it would be off the back of opinions on music essentially, and then what was needed. And you know, like it's, making an album is not easy. Mm. It's really really hard. And um, especially if it's an incredible album, I'm telling you, every incredible album that you've ever listened to, the artist left a piece of them in that album yeah. to the point where they like they like uh, I've, I've interacted with art artists after album and they've lost a bit of themselves. They're knackered. They're like drained, mm. and um, it's a very draining, demanding process. And he was going through that process for the first time with all of the pressure of being who he Mad. was very quickly Mad with, with fame with. Life yeah, being yeah. from South yeah, yeah. and everything else, so um, I just felt like I knew he was going to make an incredible album, and any part that I could have played in it just excited me. If yeah. I'm honest, I, was, I knew it was going to be sick. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I was like low key worried that anxiety yeah. might have prevented him from making a good album for for a moment, and the reason why I say that is because I can't fathom what that must be like to have that amount of pressure to make to deliver yeah do you get what i'm saying yeah, yeah because yeah. everyone's saying oh you're the chosen one you're this you're that you know what i mean he's so great yeah. all the, the, the um tv stations are talking about yeah. him radio stations everything people want the signature and all of that but while people are trying to sign him and everyone wants a piece of him yeah. he still has to deliver an album yeah but you know what was what's really like and the great artists have it yeah the most important thing for him was making a great album. All of the noise didn't matter. Like being as successful and as very quickly, you know, exciting and all of that as he was, you're gonna make money. Like you'll be cool. Like all of that is cool. But for him, I think loads of that came from the fact that he so wanted to make like I'm more excited, like the signature and all of that, the deal like for me, if an artist, yeah, is or if there's a focus on the deal, you're focusing on the wrong things. 
Like for him, and even watching how he went through that process, he's got a brilliant lawyer, he's got an amazing manager, it was always going to be a good deal and he's happy, cool, whatever. Like I know that we were at the Ivan Novellos last week and mm -hmm. being credited as the album of the year by songwriters and people and your peers and some of the greatest songwriters of your generation in the room standing up and clapping and saying you deserved it meant more to him than anything. Else. Than anything. Yeah. And in a weird way, like that's what the focus always was for him. And that's what was our working relationship, I think I believe. It wasn't the signature, it wasn't like that that can happen. That's it's cool. Like you'll be fine. Like you'll find a way to distribute and what you are all of that is cool. Um but I think um that might have been a big part of why we've been able to kinda intertwine professionally. Um yeah, like so in terms of the deal and that happening, it's like yeah, it happened, cool. Yeah. But after a while, who's your who who like who what little Kim? Or the album you talked about earlier, does the deal play a part in like people? Nah. And I think because of the kind of climate it we're in and the ability, people, yeah, but it shouldn't like as mm. in it's like the earliest part of what should happen with a great artist. It, it's there's too much focus on it. It doesn't matter. Like it's it's there's so much emphasis on it now, and it's it's actually annoying mm. because I know a lot of artists sitting at home now who would give back their deals to have better careers, of course, and to be able to make not make better music because that's like an opinion thing but to be able to have a certain maybe artist freedom or do what they love doing like the deal has too much focus like yeah so yeah there was never a i wasn't following the guy around with a pen like you of course. it wasn't yeah, it wasn't yeah, that yeah, it's was yeah, like yeah. You're, you're a great artist i love working with great artists we ended up working together of course do you know what i mean and it's like a blessing and, and and lucky that that's the case but it was never a chase for the deal and i think because Honestly, even knowing him, like it's not a big focus. It was never a big focus for him. He okay. wants to make great music. He wants to have the the the, the um, biggest shows. And I'm not saying it wasn't handled like his deal was like he's the biggest, uh, biggest. He was the biggest unsigned artist probably in the world at the time. Yeah. Him and Chance. So the deals, whatever, all good. Probably. The deals, yeah, can great. we talk about that or, um, or the, the, like not? No, nah, yeah, it's like I, I can't. But as you can imagine, it was like, a mad thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's what was deserved. <laughs> of course, but I'm telling you, like he's. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, what can, what could you tell me about the deal? Is there anything um, that you can tell me about the deal? What type of deal is it? I mean, in terms of the deal, I yeah. can't. I don't really want to like. It's their deal to talk about. Of course, you know right, I, mean? right. I don't want to expose the people's business, like business. But it was an incredible deal. Yeah, I can tell you that. Um, hashtag murky. Like, I've obviously done an incredible job. Yeah. Um. So, I think to be fair, I think Storms talked about it on some of his socials. Um, it's a label deal. Yeah. So it's like a partnership. Um, yeah, that reflects the amazing work that they've done. So, I mean, Toby, the manager, Kieran, the lawyer, and Storms himself, yeah, they negotiated a great deal. Was it a persuading thing of like making him or getting him to sign a record deal? Because the thing is, is that when you, I understand that you're working together or whatever, you're dealing yeah. with someone who's got like good expertise and whatnot. Yeah. Yet. But when things are going so good independent, yeah. like, why sign a deal? I think this is where people probably need to understand what a good record label relationship can bring, I think. And it's outside of Storms. I think just in general, a lot of people have a perception of what a deal and the whole independent versus label thing. Like, if you've got ambition and you want to achieve something, it's like, if you want to get to another country, you need to get on a boat. You need to get on a plane. Like, if you have ambitions and there are things that you want to do, resources-wise, you might need more. Expertise-wise, you might need more. 
Um, and I think it's understanding that. And then you kind of understand what a good label relationship brings. Like, I can statistically say, like, our label, Atlantic, is the best label in the country. I can statistically say no, that. Yeah. Like, no, genuinely, I can say okay. that. We've well, you can back that up with facts and all of that. Well, last week, we had, like, number one, two, and three in the chart. Oh, yeah. Which oh, I've yeah. never Congratulations seen Congratulations on Jess Green, by the way. Yeah, that, yeah she's yeah. incredible. Like, yeah, so. yeah. But, like, so I can, and I say that in a sense where I can, like, sit here and speak on what a good label does in terms of providing a service if that's what you want to achieve. And that like, and I've got artists who I work with who don't want hits. So I'm not saying that that's always a measure of success. Some artists just want a certain type of critical acclaim. Some artists just want to be able to reach an audience that they, or some artists just want the ability to help make better music. Mm. And in that, like, there's a conversation that should occur really early in that. What do you want? This is what we bring. Boom. Boom. Like, but from a successful label point of view, um, I can genuinely say like there's product managers, there's people I bring into meetings, like into teams, like there's a girl called Jackie who works, at, who's an incredible marketeer. She's young. Yeah. <clears throat> She's really good. I can bring her into a conversation with a young artist when a question comes up about um, a marketing strategy okay, or being able to do a poster campaign or how you attack radio ads. Yeah. There's like an incredible guy called Nick Long who's brilliant at digital and totally overstands streaming strategy. Um, there are people who are brilliant at delivering campaigns in other countries and territories within a two month period mm. some people might want to do that there are a lot of artists whose music travels very quickly if you are going to travel to France Italy Australia really quickly to have a network of a team label wise that is a, that allows you to be supported in that territory when you're there doing press and you understand don't do that that you know this is more effective if you've got two hours these are the best uh, you know this is the best way to spend your time in the market to expose your music yeah like that level of expertise adds value. And if you've got that ambition to have impact in those territories, there are labels and people who are really good at that and can provide that understanding. Like, I can bring people who are really good at that into a meeting if an artist says they want that. For real. Um, and that is a big part of the deal conversation process. Like, yeah. As in, like, I, I, I follow a certain smell. Like, I'm, like as in, I'm, I, I just like to work with incredible artists. I'm yeah. blessed and privileged that that's my job. If I then have the ability to speak to them early on and there's a way in which we work together. I try and understand their ambition. I know what I do. Um, and even going back to what you do in terms of like adding the A&R thing, like it's a, it's it's not just a job, like there's so many nuances to doing it well mm. and understanding what's required from that zero point to a great album. And luckily enough, even just as a student from great artists that I've worked with, Mm. and incredible A&Rs that I've learned and worked with. This guy called Mac Chalk who's incredible, um, who I work with really closely. Bryony, who I, I run A&R with at Atlantic, is incredible. Ben Cook, Max Lusada. And these are people who, like, one of the first people I met, yeah, um, and there was an artist that I was working with. This is an example. Who I really wanted to work with. We ended up working with him, one of the artists that I've got in development. And the guy who is who runs the label in America was over. And this guy called Craig Kalman. And I was speaking to him and I had, I had talked to this artist about a lot of what had happened with the Jess Glynn process because he's a vocalist as well. And we talked about early on her not having a profile and, and that wasn't important to us. She just had an incredible voice. And we just felt like if we nurtured that and, and, and presented the right opportunities for her voice to be heard, she would hopefully have a career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hopefully. And we talked through the process of that. And then I called him in, this guy, Quay Kalman, who's a G. And he was like, yeah, you know, I've been working at this for a long time. And I remember when I worked with Aaliyah, and there wow. were these two producers who had just met and one was staying on uh, 
um, this producer's couch in Virginia and they just needed an opportunity and they had a sound and a style that was so fresh but they weren't working with female vocalists at the time so I gave Timberland and Missy okay. this ability to work with this female vocalist I was like wow Mad. you know what Like, and that's the funny thing with A&R like, and that ability for someone to have a vision that they had to that like th there's a skill set and relationships and, and understanding of how to do that world that can really add so yeah. if you're an artist or someone in that space it has value if that's what you want at that of time course. in your career so at that point when you're having that conversation in the deal process it's not like you know yeah 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 we're offering you this money yeah. or like we're better than that label it's like do you know what I mean it's it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a much more nuanced conversation than that if the artist is in a certain space of course you know do you face a different type of um... you can let them come in by the way if you want you can let them come in or what um, do you face like a different type of like obstacle though with with for the first time mm. with someone like Stormzy because I'm sure that this might must be the first time that you're dealing with somebody who everyone rooted for not only because they were good at what they did but also because it was you're independent you're doing yourself you're doing stuff yourself so it's like people kind of root for the person who's like nah, nah. but but now yeah, nah. now yeah I know I know. Do, do you get me I do I totally understand but that's where like again yeah people need to understand why people listen to music like if you make great music and I say this with the artists I work with all the time it's like if you make great music people like your music because it's great music do you get what I'm saying and it's like I think that people... Does that still exist It today? does, it does, because you know... I, there's I, a sometimes certain, I lose faith in that. But, but I, I, no, it does, man. There's a certain... Listen, there's a certain level of exposure you can get hmm. from pushing triggers and, hmm. like, certain... Uh, like. But now, especially the way it's set up, like, it's... It, the public are much more exposed earlier on to music, yeah? And the relationship with kind of how labels used to manipulate TV mm, and all this mm, mm. like there used to be one or two TV you remember when we were kids and yeah, CD yeah, UK was on yeah, 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 bro yeah. if you weren't getting on everything on CD UK probably was a top 10 just purely off the back of the fact that there was such a seismic audience yeah, yeah. that if you even if the song wasn't very good it was going to be a hit yeah, because yeah, yeah. it just had mass exposure and then that kid was walking past Woolworths that day and he heard it half an hour before so bought it and there were probably about 10,000 people that did that on a Saturday and then the chart triggered that and then you got more radio and it was very easy to kind of manipulate. It's not like that anymore. It's mm. not as easy to do that. I genuinely feel like if you're successful and you're selling albums especially, continually having a career and people are buying tickets for your shows, I genuinely believe it's because it's good. Social media's warped everything. Mm. Opinions has made people think that some things are, are more important than they are. Like... In 10 years' time, I genuinely believe that people will listen to G-Side, like what's happened with Boy in the Corner, and understand how incredible it is that this kid who had never made an album weaved road music with a gospel song, like, and made it coherent. Mm. Like, that is good, regardless of whether he's independent or not. Like, and a relationship with an album and a body of work and a song, you, you, the filter doesn't, like, social media and people's opinions has made people feel like the filter of people consuming music has become, ooh, how did it get here? Are they independent? Ooh, and then I'll decide if I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, That's not the case. That's bollocks as well. That's rubbish. That. If I like a song, I like a song. Exactly. And I feel and like I hate, people, I, I also, people need to delete that fear because it yeah. makes people make the wrong decisions in certain course. ways as well. But that doesn't exist. But everyone on social media and opinions has made people feel like it does. And sometimes yeah. you talk to artists or people who work with artists and you, you see that like, and don't get me wrong, sometimes you do have to be strategic to be heard. Mm. And that's where expertise and all that comes in. But my thing is, 
Like, and my job is to try and keep that as pure as possible from an artist's point of view until they can just go off and be great. Mm. And uh, for me, I think Stormzy's just, it's very obvious quickly he's great. So let, let, he should just be great regardless of who yeah, of course. has paid for the. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. As long yeah. as it's good. And I don't think people ask, I, don't, I think people are overthink that that question is asked. I think. And I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I mention it because I know that I mention it because I know that it's just the something that the social media does in it. Yeah, but it it's, it's, it's it's noisy for no reason. Yeah, I hear you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think no, I it's not you. a real personally, and I hope that stays the same. But for me, it's like the music. Where music, we talk about music all the time. I don't think we've ever had a conversation where the reason we've liked something or we talk about it being good or something we really like is because of how it landed at our ears. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the same. I think that listen, like, buy pattern is changed shape and has different ingredients to it over years and will always change. But I don't feel like, hopefully anyway, essentially, like, it's, if it's good, people will come back. Does I hope. It, does it feel like one of your proudest signings, though? Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm like, I'm more proud of that, that he won an Ivan Novello. Okay. I remember him talking about wanting to be an incredible songwriter so early on. Like, um, that was, I'm, I'm, I'm much prouder for him and him being able to be acknowledged as as good a songwriter as he is, like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm, but I'm just as proud when, like, um, for me, the equivalent for Wretch was when, like, Chris Martin said to him how much he loved his records, and mm. to, like, do you know what I mean? I think that I'm, I'm, I'm more proud of those moments than the, the deal. A deal doesn't mean as much as, like, because at the end of the good, day, it's, it's actually interesting. To, it's interesting to hear you say this, yeah, because I think from the, from the outside looking in from people that maybe observe don't probably don't think that you or people in your position look at it like that yeah i can only I speak think, for myself yeah i think the element of competition is it's tough because i guess it's like with any job yeah sometimes the competition comes from like people who are in the industry who need to be attached to success very quickly do you know what i mean mm. and i get that and it doesn't mean that the person's not good at what they offer or what they bring or it's not going to work but I try to I try to not have that element in the conversation. I try mm. to feel like, okay, am I is this great for being great and can I help it be great or it's like yeah. it's a different conversation. I think that helps the outcome be purer and better. Like you do yeah. things for the right reasons, has a bit more purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you what what would you say do you feel is like the toughest thing? With being an A and R today, that is different to what it was traditionally, like earlier on as an A and R man. Um, just across the the uh, I feel like is there anything that jars you? Do you get jarred by? Anything? I don't I, like, like uh nah, because I try. I think you know. I try and do my. I know. Own. I know. I'm not I jarrable know. in that sense. Like in the sense where it's you like, don't like nothing jars you in the game. Like yeah, nothing. I'm lucky enough to like work with great people. You're so, good in it, yeah. Yeah, but so, like I mean, like I'm not saying it in a sense where, like, um, I think there's sometimes you gotta have. A, I'm brother. I'm. It's a privilege. I remember like. Someone said to me recently, "Oh, you're one of those like, industry guys, bro." When they said that, they didn't realise it was like the biggest compliment Couple because like the industry wasn't what I am when I was a kid or when I was coming into it. Yeah. So if by working with like my favourite MCs and, and, and them having like is, is I think industry, that comes that's from the music. I think that comes from element of music though. 
I feel like it comes from an element of, you know, as I said to you before, there had been that stage of like, fuck the industry, I don't yeah, want to be course. a part of it, whatever. Of Especially it being in the music and that. Mm. You know, like kind of growing up, when you hear like some people that you rate like, talking like that or whatever, then for a minute you become the op. Yeah, yeah. But then when you actually deep it, it's like, mm, well, like how many people are actually signing deals anyway? So there's this whole talk about, uh, you know, the label this and the label that and blah, blah, blah and independency. But really, like, you know, I'm asking about certain artists that I like that are on the come up or whatever and people are telling me, oh yeah, so-and-so signed them or this one yeah, signed yeah, that or yeah, this yeah, one signed yeah, this. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I think maybe it might just come down to what you said before, noise. Yeah, it's noise, man. It's too much noise, I'm telling you. And there's more noise now than ever where... How could there be more noise than music? There's more noise than music. <laughs> but at the same time, if you like what you like, you still go back and listen to I it. I hear that still. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes it's like, there are a lot of people who are really good at the noise. And some marry the noise with good music. And that's incredible. Yeah. But there's some people who are really good at the noise, yeah. And not as good at the music. No. I think that that can happen. Yeah. Um, Just in terms of... And that that's, that's not annoying, but like, sometimes I feel like... You know when people, like I think music's really valuable. I feel like it lives forever. I feel like it changes mood. I think it's powerful. I think it, from our culture, it provides opportunities from a business perspective and loads that other things don't, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing uh -huh. if music didn't provide, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, 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 I hold it so highly. So the one thing that does get on my nerves is when people kind of manipulate uh, the game a bit and they don't really care. Yeah. That bugs me a little bit sometimes, if I'm honest. Could just elaborate on that just quickly. Um, just when people don't care about the music as much yeah. like I'm not even being like shady or I can't think I of will like, I mean I just think that like I think it goes back to what I was saying before things being so quick and people trying to uh, what's the word you know like capitalise on all of the quickness yeah and then I just feel like then it felt like where did, when does it stop? Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Because it's a move it then. It's a move. It's like, and you know what? That can be done really well and it's like, there's an element of that I respect because that's good business. Like, it's like, yeah, like, but then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but like, sometimes mm. that's an opportunity that could have been provided to an artist who deserved that. Of Some, course. That's, yeah. that's where it becomes frustrating. Yeah. Like that space could have been occupied by someone who's not as good at that manipulation of the business. That's when it comes a bit like, oh, that's annoying. Fair. Um, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, tell Darkus I said hello anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Do you know what, yeah? For those who don't know, yeah, man is a twin, obviously. Uh, yeah. And the amount of times, yeah, I'm out with you. And, I'm <laughs> and people come up to you and they're like, the big conversation, you know? And I can tell, sometimes I could just tell... Like, I can tell when I'm watching you, when you're having a conversation with someone, when you've clicked that they don't realise that they're not talking to the person that they think that they're talking to. Because you almost, you somewhat shut off a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the end, they'll just That's say funny. something like, oh, yeah, anyway, yeah, shout out to Darkus or whatnot. And then it's like, yeah, that's just mad because obviously you're talking about the other twin that works for the other label yeah. and you've just engaged in a, you know what I mean? But I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I know you, it, But, I don't even see. I just yeah, even, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you know what? It's actually funny enough. Even just saying that as a contradiction, but it was a, it You've was a stupid before, mistake. Bro. Huh? You've done that before. I did it yesterday, but Are I did it by friends? accident. No, this yeah, what happened. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I we, we was chatting on the phone. <laughs> you phoned and then the phone cut out, 
So I just like went in my because I got their name. I got their names in my phone. Yeah. So I've just like seen the surname and I've just rang it. So then as I've rang it, then I could tell in the background, I'm like, right, like you're out already. And how comes you sound so chill? Because you didn't sound chill yeah, like man. that on the phone. Then he was just like, yeah, bruv, mate. Like, You've been twin. It's not me, innit? Like, bro, oh, I get wow. texts all the time. I get this, I get that. I was like, bro, I'm coming off the phone, innit, bro? But, um, bro, thanks for coming. Pleasure um, for, ha- like, thanks for asking Of course, me, yeah, no, of course not. I, course, ra- I feel like I rambled a bit, bro. No way, bruv. It's impossible, bro. Like rambled, sorry, bro it's impossible. It's impossible. I, I enjoyed that. Anyway, we're out of it. Go on. See, See you.